Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And in place of a clever intro, go check out Pop Culture Leftovers' latest episode, where I joined them for two hours of WandaVision Episode 8 spoiler cast. Yeah. We're still going to do our little mini spoiler cast at the end of this episode, but we're probably going to keep it a little bit shorter in the effort that you guys will go check out the PCL episode. I think it's going to be a little bit more in-depth. It was a good time. Go check them out after our episode and uh, just get more. What's to come with WandaVision? Yeah, definitely. Please stand by. (laughs) Fuck you and I'll see you next week. (laughs) Yep. Every fucking episode. All right, but you know what? We will get into a little bit of WandaVision later, but let's start off with uh, some new releases in the other areas. Wait, there's there's other stuff than WandaVision? <laughs> believe it or not, there are other shows and movies besides... I, I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> you can call me Dottie. Yeah. So first up, Amazon Prime has, uh, well, actually, I just have to say, a lot of things are coming out on my birthday. So <laughs> um, Amazon Prime has Coming to America, which is the sequel to the first Coming to America. So we're going to have to check that original one out since you said you hadn't seen it. I've seen parts of it, but right. I haven't seen it intact, the yeah. full length. I don't think it's, I think, I don't think I've seen it since I've been an adult, so... I guess we'll have to see mm-hmm. how it ages. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember it being funny, at least as a high school kid. <laughs> we'll see where that goes, I guess. When's that coming out? Uh, March 5th. Okay. I didn't know. Did I not said. say that? I, did, I don't feel oh, like you said okay. it. Okay. March 5th. Either you didn't or I just have bad memory. It doesn't matter. As of... Now everyone is definitely sure when it comes out. <laughs> March 5th. <laughs> you know they should have called it? Coming to Amazon Prime. Yeah, right? And this is actually an Amazon in, original? In America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next up, CBS All Access actually is having a name change on March 4th. If you might recall, it will be rebranding to Paramount+, Plus, which we'll get into a little bit later. But to start off the new name, they are bre- premiering a new movie, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge on the Run. Which is a new uh, sequel to uh, to the last Spongebob movie, which whenever that was. And this movie is coming directly to Paramount Plus, as well as premium video on demand. Yeah, was the trailer, did it just end with Spongebob saying, I, I'm going to head out to Paramount Plus now? <laughs> it should have. It looks like there's a lot of cameos in this movie. I feel like Keanu Reeves was involved, briefly. I Wasn't that like another movie that he was already in? Um, Unless that's this one. I don't know. It might be this one. I know there was other movies. I know he was involved. Maybe it's just, this has been around for so long before it was released, maybe. That could be it. Anyway, uh, I'm definitely interested in checking it out. I'm just going to be honest with you. If there's no ravioli, ravioli, show me the formioli (laughs) You're not interested? I have no interest in this. Well, I still like Spongebob even without that remix I want a black and yellow remix of show me the formioli. Yeah. Well... We should put in a request. And if anyone doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Google that. Yeah, YouTube it right now. But make sure it's the black and yellow version. Yeah. Because there's other ones that are just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this one is gold. It's so ridiculous. Or should I say black and yellow? Yeah. 
Which gold kind of is. It's (laughs) chrome yellow. Yeah. Chrome yellow. All right. Next up, Disney Plus on March 5th. Raya and the Last Dragon. This is going to be Disney Plus premiere access along mm-hmm. with in theaters if you're in some parallel universe where theaters are fucking open. Yeah. You know, just for fun, I went to like AMC. Like I, I was looking for some other movie and I like, it showed me AMC. So I clicked on it. It was like, most theaters are now open, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And I clicked and it was like, oh, your theaters are closed. Most theaters are now open i don't know that you can say that if every theater in california is not open i feel like we probably have a lot more theaters per yeah, capita I, mean, I don't know how many per state there usually are but i mean i'm just the, the purely... big populated states do not have theaters open yeah i can tell like you that. theaters per capita have to be more so i don't know whatever it doesn't matter amc's tripping i feel like yeah, i don't even know what's happening i don't either with our I don't. Even, I can't remember the name of the theater Regen- because Regal. Regal. There we go. I was like Regency. No, that's a bowling alley. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's even happening with that whole yeah. subscription that we got before the pandemic. Yeah. Like for all I know, like it's already been brought yeah. back, but the theaters aren't open, so who fucking? What knows? did we have that for? Like three months before shit went down. Yeah, we got it in November and then <laughs> March. So yeah. Yeah. Four. Really bad timing. Five months. Okay. Bummer. Hopefully that theater doesn't close down fully. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of at this point just expecting to have lost the money on it. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I guess it's less than the company would have lost. Fair, yeah. So <laughs> I guess call it a a victory in that sense. Yes. But yeah, so I. This is one of those movies where like I would watch it, but I don't know if I want to pay for it. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay. This it. isn't Black Widow. Mm-mm. If you're listening, Marvel. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> We would pay extra for Black Widow. <laughs> Fuck it. I will I will pay for this if it means Black Widow will be we'll on Disney+. Will also be Plus. on. Yeah, I agree. I would do that. Um, but if you're not interested in that, we also have the WandaVision season finale. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Coming up on March 5th as well. Um, I do think that it's going to be the last episode. I just think it's going to be longer. That's my yeah, theory. I think the... Rumor time is like 50-something minutes right now. Mm. Okay. I'm hoping it's... Of like actual runtime? Yeah. Like not including credits, hopefully? I don't know. Okay. That's probably credits because I think the yeah. last one was rumored at 47 and that was with credits. With credits, And okay. it ended up being about 46 and change. Trash. Okay. Well, I'm excited for it regardless of how long it is. It's going to be sad, though. I know. That's like, true. knowing it's over. Yeah, but there's probably going to be some oh shit thing that's like, oh, great. Now we can't wait till yeah, the next so property. So it's going to be sad and then piss you off. That's true. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> um, You're going to shit yourself while crying. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. We've probably all been there drunk. Yeah. But sober? <laughs> sober. It's going to be a new experience. Uh man. Uh, HBO Max, March 4th, they're going to have a documentary show up called Persona, The Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests. We watched the trailer for this and it looked kind of interesting. It's It took like a hard left turn <laughs> when we were watching the trailer. I did yeah, not expect Yeah, I thought this. it was just going to be like some stupid how companies manipulate the testing to... Yeah. Tell you your results or something. But yeah. It's like, no, this is hardcore into yeah. some corporate espionage on 
mind control through yeah. personality tests. Yeah, they're implying that by knowing your personality test uh, results or whatever, they can manipulate you via advertising or whatever it is to do things that they want you to do, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to watch And the it. irony is, like, maybe they're manipulating me into watching and, this yeah, exactly. and believing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh. It's like the uh, the fake feminist. I was like, I can't trust anything on social yeah, media now. It's accurate. Like, well, you're a bot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an ad. I come up to you. I'm like, did you like block me on Instagram? Oh, I thought you were a bot. Yeah. <laughs> can't trust anyone these days. I'm your wife. <laughs> That's exactly what a bot would say. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Hulu has uh, the film premiere for Boss Level, which is not at all what I thought it was. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll see. I yeah, don't know. we'll see. We'll see. Um, so this is also coming March 5th. Um, and the general uh, gist of this was uh, it's Frank Grillo. He plays a retired special forces officer, and he's trapped in a never-ending time loop because we're really into those these days um, on the day of his death. Um, I for sure thought this was going to be based on the name Boss Level. I thought it was going to be video game based. I mean, it kind of is. It still could be. Time loopy. It's like, in a sense, like, you know, rogue type games yeah. where you keep dying and coming back. And, yeah. Eh, to an extent, you could you could argue it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping there's like kind of a twist or whatever at the end that you find out it's because he's the boss in a video game and everybody's like trying to, he's just killing him over and over again. That's just his life. Like he's the boss level. Sounds like you just spoiled the movie, if you ask me. Well, I fully expect that to be the thing now. So (laughs) at this point, if that's not it, I'm going to be upset. Oh, okay. Sorry. And get some of those (laughs) crying shits out of me. Crying (laughs) shits. Well, regardless of if this even has a tie in with games or not, it sounds fun. So be a a fun action movie watch, regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see Hulu getting something because I feel like. They do get stuff, but it's usually something that's already been released, and Mm -hmm. then they'll get it as an exclusive. Yeah. Very rare that they get something original. To them, That has our complete interest. Yes, true. Netflix has Pacific Rim The Black, which is the anime series. This is coming March 4th. I know you're excited about this one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot entirely about this. I was like, oh shit, that's already happening? Yeah, they announced it like a long time ago. Yeah. Last year? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably 25 years ago. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so that'll be cool. And uh, Peacock got is coming March 2nd with Cold Pursuit. In case anybody hasn't seen this, you should definitely check it out. <laughs> Let's just put it like this. Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills. <laughs> In the snow. In the snow. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, and finally, this is not coming to a streaming service that I can tell. I wish it were. Chaos Walking. This movie is finally coming out March 5th. Yeah, so if there's one of those majestic theaters. <laughs> yeah, one of those unicorn theaters somewhere that's actually open, you will have the right to see Chaos Walking. I assume you'll have to pay, but you'll be able to see it. <laughs> I wanted to clarify because I said you'll have the right. I didn't mean that it was free. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm here for the, the <laughs> pandemic price of I'm not going to fucking pay you. Yeah. Just be grateful you have somebody in one of your seats. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, this is the movie with Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. It's a dystopian world with no women and all the men's thoughts are like out loud. Remember that trailer? Yeah. It looked it, insane. So it, it sounds like young adult. Yeah. It's it's a young adult novel I'm probably series. probably going to be like, all right. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous, but I would definitely watch it just because of who's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's Spider-Man versus Ray. Ray. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then they have to join forces and fight communication. Yeah. um yeah it's based on like a young adult novel series of course so it's gonna be silly like that but whatever it looks like it could be interesting i assume it'll probably hit video on demand or something shortly after i think so yeah if not same day yeah as theaters i don't know what their i know i couldn't find any plan is for that i couldn't find any specific details on that one so i know it's in theaters so if you really want to see it that's your best bet yeah (laughs) Otherwise, just travel out of state. Yeah, you just take a if really long road trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on the subject of Spider-Man, who was in a Marvel movie, what? Which also had Loki in some of those movies. <laughs> it's a pretty good transition. <laughs> Thank you. I've been working on them. I spent a good hour, hour and a half in the mirror today. Yeah. Practice in that one. Yeah, that's like six degrees of separation. Yeah, sure. I don't know what that means, but six degrees of Kevin Bacon, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's the name. Oh. It's the name of the game without the Kevin Bacon part. I mean, you should have said the Kevin Bacon part. You would have known what I meant. <laughs> I mean, uh, with that part, yes. Okay, got it. Sorry. The separation thing. I've never heard of that. It's just the same game, but it could be two random people without Kevin Bacon. Oh, I see. Yeah. So people are like, you know, we've. We've named every movie yeah. <laughs> that anyone's been affiliated with Kevin Bacon. We yeah. should probably change the rules at this point. Yeah. It's a more generic version. It's the non- the non-branded version. <laughs> yeah. It's like Uno was like, you know what? We're getting low sales. Let's uh, let's come out with Dose. <laughs> no. <laughs> is Uno called like Ein in German? Or, like, I couldn't is it tell named? you. I have no idea. Actually, it's called, it's not called one in English, so I guess it's yeah, probably just I was Uno about to everywhere. Say that. It's every country it's in. It's got the, the name of a different one. country. Yeah, it's it's the name of the neighboring country. Yeah. Obviously, we have Mexico's name. Right. So it's probably called one there. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Or what it be called? One. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. Anywho. If you're done talking about International Uno. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> really random tangent. <laughs> uh, Loki has officially been pushed to June 11th for its release date on Disney+. Plus. The okay. solo series that's going to replace Falcon and Winter Soldier. The, like, spy thriller looking situation they have going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm not sure what to expect out of this now. Yeah. But... Uh, originally, it had a May release that they had re- revealed at the Investor Day back in, I think, December. Mm-hmm. There was no official day. It was just in May. Right. But I did notice that the the Bad Batch, which is the Star Wars animated show, mm-hmm. is going to be released on May 4th. Obviously, May the 4th be with you. Of That's course. their Star Wars trademark day. day, Star yeah. Wars Day. Yeah. Uh, that will be released on Disney+. Plus. So, I'm curious. Do you think maybe... Because they knew that they had that show that they were releasing on Disney Plus, maybe they were just like, "Fuck it, let's push it back," so we don't have two big property names coming out in the same month, and they could kind of get that mind share 
expanded yeah. over to the next month. Probably. I kind of feel like maybe this also could tie into Black Widow. I really want it to. <laughs> this is probably just me really desperately begging. Yeah. And being hopeful. But I do wonder because Black Widow is, is supposed to be May 7th. I know there's been all this talk about Feige and Disney's been kind of back and forth on whether it's going to be theater or Disney Plus in some kind of hybrid release. Here's my thought. What if they push it to June just so that they have the possibility of if they do have to do a hybrid release of Black Widow, mm-hmm. they don't have Black Widow and Loki in the same month. Same concept. You're pushing it to a different month to expand that length of marketing and yeah. properties that people are going to come to the, the service for. Yeah. You don't have to worry about people watching all in one month. You're now getting them for at least two months if they are just jumping on for one month to get the property. That's true. I hope you're right. <laughs> I do too. Again, this is probably just me hoping. Yeah. But I, I don't think it means that they're planning to do it for sure. I think it but means... They're- they're pushing it to the last possible second, and in case they do have to do that, this is an easy way of them not having to have a lot of things in one month. They're being proactive rather than reactive. Yes. Yeah. It's a good one. If only all managers could do that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we, I mean, we have other Marvel news. Loki is in Marvel movies. Yes. But so is Spider-Man. We're back to Spider-Man. <laughs> The full circle. <laughs> We're just swinging right around 360. Yeah, web shooting everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, Spider-Man 3 finally has an official title. It is called Spider-Man No Way Home. However, that was not the original title that was put out there. There was actually three titles. <laughs> Tom Holland, Jacob Battellan, he's the one that plays Ned, mm-hmm. as everybody knows, and Zendaya, or Zen. Daya, <laughs> they each separately posted on their social medias different names. Uh-huh. One was Spider-Man Phone Home. One was Spider-Man Home Wrecker. That doesn't make sense. One was Spider-Man Home Slice. Also doesn't make sense. All three of these were posted on the same evening, different uh-huh. times. Yeah. And so it was chaos. Like, oh, is one of these the real title? Yeah. We had to figure this out. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone was in a panic. I know outlets even reported one being the title then they were like oh we're fucking dumb that's not the title yeah so the next day they released a video with tom holland trying to talk to director watts asking what the name was comes out with the other two cast members joking around are you how did you think he was going to tell you Mm -hmm. he's like well why wouldn't he tell me and then they, they joke well i mean you you leaked the name of the last movie yeah so, a nice little play on marketing with, with yeah. shit from the past. And mm-hmm. as they're walking by, you see a white boy with all these notes on it of title suggestions and mm-hmm. stuff. And in smack in the middle, it has Spider-Man, No Way Home. Zoom in on that with the official title, clean-looking design. Right. So, we have a title. Cool. Do you like it? Eh, it's okay. It's better than Phone Home. I, I mean, yeah, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's anything to write home about. <laughs> I mean, that probably would have been a better name. <laughs> it's not anything to write home about. I wanted, you know, that needs to be the next Spider-Man movie. Especially if Sony is completely in control. Spider-Man, nothing to write home about. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Tom Holland did have words to say about uh, Uncharted, actually. Oh, yeah? He, he, not quite as relevant, other than it's just Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, he did say something about how he made mistakes in how he portrayed Nathan Drake in that movie. Okay. And that he wished he could have done it differently, because he was more focused on the character being cool looking than uh, the actual acting at times. Okay. And so he thinks he might have not done justice to the character. Okay. Sony's got to be shitting themselves yeah. on that statement, right? Yeah. That was like in an interview, I believe it was. He, it's a little early to say something like that. Oh, the movie's not, movie's out, not out. Like, you're basically saying, this isn't going to be that great of a movie. Yeah. Just off of the fact that I didn't do as well as I should have on it. I mean, I don't think anyone's expecting a good movie out of it. Yeah. After all Unless those news he's we've just heard. being a hypercritical person, which a lot of actors and actresses are. Yeah, it's possible. No one's going to be like, or notice anything yeah. weird about it. It's probably just one of those things where talking more than he should have. Yeah. Probably out of nervousness or something. Yeah. He just can't give his mouth shut. Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to be told the title of Uncharted 2. Yeah. (laughs) Uncharted 2. Shut the fuck up, Tom. (laughs) Uncharted 2. The one Tom Holland didn't know the name of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As far as Spider-Man goes, I I think they all kind of suck, but whatever. No Way Home, I feel like, has implications of, you know, I kind of said back in the day when we found out the new the new contract was happening where he was coming back for one more Spider-Man movie uh-huh. and then an, another team-up movie of some kind, whether it be Avengers or something else, right? It seems like it's probably going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. I said then, I, I feel like this movie is going to be setting up some kind of plot device as to why he is no longer going to be in the MCU and, yeah. and why he'll be in a Sony universe not connected anymore. Yeah. Multiverse is obviously going to be an easy connection to doing something in that aspect. Definitely. Um, so I kind of think that's playing on that idea of No Way Home is he's probably going to be sent to the multiverse and Sonya will get to do the Spider-Verse in that sense. Right. Yeah. I could see that happening for sure. We'll see. But he did also say in some interview that he would love to continue playing the character even though his contract's up he does want to continue if he's ever given the opportunity so Mm -hmm. i don't know if that means specifically with marvel or just sony in general would be fine i mean it's technically the same character right yeah uh well we do have another character that maybe is joining the mcu i don't know so this is confirmed it's going to be spider-man's replacement (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) um is it loki what? We back on Loki? <laughs> no, it's not Loki this time. Um, the uh, Disney Insider, I believe, said that they exclusively learned that the, these certain characters will have live action debuts in the MCU. So, uh, I don't know where they get their information, but apparently the characters Baymax and Hero from Big Hero 6 may be joining the MCU. In a live action capacity. Uh, yep. See, I never saw this movie. Me either. I just found out through the news that there's actually a TV show as well. Oh, okay. I've heard good things about the movie, but it's very confusing why this would be a thing. It doesn't look anything like what would be in the MCU. Like, are they trying to make some kind of a Kingdom Hearts live-action universe where <laughs> properties that are not in the same universe are going to be all in the same universe now? I mean, maybe, but that's not for this story. <laughs> Well, I meant the concept yes, of that. Yes, yes. Um, maybe. I don't know. The projects that are rumored 
to be possibly where this character these characters will come up are secret with secret invasion doctor strange 2 or agents of atlas um i'm not familiar with agents okay of atlas, so there's two that we know of what the yeah, fuck is that one? i have absolutely no idea what agents of atlas is was, i wonder if that was in the list of the investor day and i just never i mean assume it was i guess well, from what I do understand, that this is a a comic miniseries mm-hmm. of the same name. So by that logic, I don't. I, assuming it's Marvel, um, Agents of Atlas is another like superhero team like the Avengers from the comics. So I don't know okay. for sure if this is like an official property I, that's. Happening. I don't feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, it's property got at all some being... real characters in it, <laughs> such as oh, one of the leaders is Jimmy Woo. Interesting. Head of Atlas Foundation. So maybe he moves on to do something later? Huh. So could this be the X-Files type show that could was be. pitched? Maybe. Which I'd like to just say one thing. Mm-hmm. This might just be me being like jelly. I don't know. But the guy who like internet pitched this idea uh-huh. and is now supposedly like in talks with Marvel about potentially making this show. Yeah. I kind of looked into him a little bit. Uh-huh. It looks like he's already cemented into Hollywood oh. as a writer. Oh. So I don't think it's this like some nobody is going to make it big getting a show mm-hmm. in the MCU. Right. Like people are spinning it. It feels like he's already kind of a successful Hollywood person. Gotcha. Uh, so some previous members of the Agents of Atlas are Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, Okay, so they're basically setting up an Avengers concept. Yeah. Either for movie, potentially. Potentially, For movie or for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of other characters, but those are the two that we definitely have heard of. Okay, so this is, I mean, maybe this is them assuming that that would be a collection. Maybe. Based off the characters they already are doing stuff with. Yeah, because there's Giant Man and 3D Man. Yeah. Silk. Silk, isn't that uh, a spider Spider-Man person? Character? Yeah, yeah, that's the Korean American. Yes, uh, Moon. No, well, I think that might be her Cindy last Moon? name, Cindy Moon, something like that. I think that's her. Yeah, anyway, oh, we know it's Cindy. Yeah, anyway, there's a bunch of random characters, so that could be a situation. It definitely sounds like it's possible with what we've got going on in the upcoming years. Yeah, yeah. But I still am not really sure how Big Hero 6 ties into it, but I'll just take their word for it for now. We have to just trust. I mean, if this is real. Yeah. We just have to assume that they're adapting it in a way that works in the MCU. Yes. Obviously, if it's already a comic, then it probably works in a sense that it would make sense already. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, hopefully they're just not going, like I said, the Kingdom Hearts route, where they're just going to throw random shit together. Right. That... Clearly, artistically, does not make sense. Yeah. But they want to just smash properties to to make more money. So, on that note, (laughs) Disney Plus is planning a Magical Kingdom shared universe, maybe? Uh, According to a source, Disney is bringing... A source? Oh. The Hollywood Reporter says, according to a source, Mm -hmm. that's like the weirdest thing to say, but whatever... Um, Disney is bringing the characters from its theme parks and classic films to life, teaming with For All Mankind creator Ron Moore to develop a franchise for Disney Plus that is set in Disney's beloved Magic Kingdom. Uh, so the first project is set in the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which is set in a world where all the themed lands and characters of Disney parks and classic films actually exist in another reality. So, okay, 
they don't have this, I don't think, technically yet, but this concept already does exist. Yes. Jungle Cruise, I think it's called, right? With yes. With Dwayne Johnson and yes. Emily, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. So that's probably not a part of this because mm-hmm. it's not a Disney Plus thing. Right. But it's probably that concept where they're trying to get properties out of these rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was even like... Tomorrowland was one at one point. I mm-hmm. think the movie did bad, but yes. that was one that was based off of a ride. Yeah. There's probably been others. Oh, I'm it's sh- Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the I mean, that was a big one, yeah. So, I mean... Indiana cool. Jones, even, you know? They yeah. made a whole spew of movies yeah. based off that ride. Yes, I'm being okay. sarcastic <laughs> because obviously the ride was made okay. because of the movie. I was like, I don't know if that's He's got that correct. poker face <laughs> and I don't even like poker. Yep. <laughs> they even made a movie after Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. <laughs> Due to budget restrictions, they had to limit it to just a couple just kids. Just kids, Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to get rid of most of these people. Yeah. How about it's just their kids? Yeah. Yeah, so cool, I guess. More stuff well, from on, Disney. On the note of shrinking things, Yeah. Paramount is growing things. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. It's the best word I could think of. Okay. We have some Paramount plus size news, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So they had their like investor day kind of thing as well the mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some pricing. Uh, obviously, anybody who isn't aware, CBS All Access, the granny network, has <laughs> shifted over, or I guess will shift over on March 4th to being Paramount+. Plus. Yes, and it'll be a new app, too. You don't yes. just open it and it's the same thing. Here's the new app that day, apparently. So you'll have to go download a different app? Yeah. That's what the website said when I visited it. Gotcha. So I don't know if that applies to everybody or not. But gotcha. Anyway. So, what we have going on here is they released pricing for the new model of the service. It's going to be $5.99 monthly ad-supported or $9.99 monthly ad-free. That adds up to roughly $72 for a year or $120 for a year if you were to pay monthly. Okay. Or you could pay for the year itself you and pay $59.99. For ad supported, mm-hmm. or ninety nine ninety nine for no ads. Yeah, so you're saving at least ten, maybe twenty dollars, depending on if you're buying a whole the ad supported yeah. or not. Yeah, so that's a better deal. But wait, you could save more uh, if you sign it before March third. Uh, you get actually fifty percent off if you. Is, um... is CBS paying us to do an infomercial? No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I just really wanted to say that. Yeah. Um. It's like, damn it. Are we making money off this? We should. Are you listening, Paramount Plus? <laughs> um, if you sign up before March 3rd, you'll get 50% off. And it supposedly is automatically discounted once you do your checkout. You just have to select save 15% with the annual membership. And then it will switch you to your annual billing. And then if it doesn't automatically discount you 50%, the promo code, I guess, is just Paramount Plus. With plus spelled out. Pretty original. Yep. Really hard to decipher. Surprised I didn't just go with one, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> so with those discounts, you would get the year ad supported for twenty four ninety nine or ad free for forty nine ninety nine for an entire year. That's a pretty good deal. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. 
so I'm highly suspicious that like CBS is definitely listening to our podcast. Yeah. I think they've took all of our jokes about their elderly senior citizen programming. Yeah. And they decided to change it up. Yeah. In hopes of wooing us over. Well, hopefully they send us a check. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to woo us over. Mm-hmm. Another way. Mm-hmm. It's already got me a little excited. Oh, yeah? Halo, the TV series that was going to be on Showtime, keyword was, mm-hmm. is now moving over to Paramount Plus, apparently. Oh, shit. Yes, uh, this is via Variety. The series was announced with a partnership on Showtime, but will now shift to Paramount Plus, formerly known as CBS All Access. This is going to debut on the new service in first quarter of 2022. So we have a little oh, while. Okay. So about a year. Got it. But anybody who has known when this was announced has been, been waiting a very fucking long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a so, while anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, Pablo Schreiber will star as Master Chief. Oh. We, we know him from Orange is the New Black. He was one of the, the guards. And he's been in some other things. But that's his main thing that I know him from. I want to say he was in Bones. Okay. I don't know for sure if that was him. Which um, which Bone did he play? <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, he played Booth's brother. Was he like a rugged character with a bone to pick? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm probably wrong, but whatever. He was in uh, SVU, so I could have been just confusing the two. <laughs> yeah. Doing a lot of binging of those kind of shows, uh, huh? Yeah. Mind your business. <laughs> All right, um, so that kind of led the way for for me, at least. Uh, yes. But they have a lot more things that they've announced for the service. Frasier is getting a, another revival. Mm. I didn't know that they ended the show after the revival already. I didn't know it was revived. It was right. <laughs> I didn't make this up. You might be right, unless I'm... it's a different show that he had. Uh... No, no, it's the show that spun off of Cheers. That's Frasier, right? Yeah. 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 They I think it was back for at least a couple seasons, like I wanna say in the last five years. Yeah, I missed that. I'd never watched it, so for all I know it was like <laughs> ten years ago and I'm yeah. just like living in the past. Yeah. Um So they're getting revived but, again. Yes, exclusive as a Paramount Plus service or show on okay. the service. Cool. This is where Paramount Plus is trying to make a streaming war move. Oh yeah. Apparently Mission Impossible seven and A Quiet Place 2 are going to be on Paramount Plus exclusively 45 days after theatrical release. So they're still getting their theatrical release, Mm -hmm. but they're going to be pushed sooner than later as far as being released on a service. Okay. Cool. So this is kind of, I assume, their response to HBO Max. Right. But without having to deal with the... Drama, drama of AMC and yeah. some other, you know, companies yeah. that may have problems with it that yeah. are tied to the properties, maybe. And I just realized, is AMC like the Karen of theater companies? Yes, they are. <laughs> In fact, they have a new logo where they have a, a, a I'd haircut like, I'd on like the I'd like to speak a. to the manager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not, yeah. We're, Yeah. <laughs> I wish this was a joke. Yeah, I know. 
So Quiet Place 2 is supposed to come out September 17th this year? Yes. So 45 days from then. So I guess that would be like the end of October. Ish, yeah. Which is good timing for a scary-ish movie. Yeah, that's probably yeah. how they planned it. Yeah. It would be a Halloween-type yeah. movie. Yeah, and then uh, Mission Impossible 7 is supposed to come out November 17th. Yeah. Also, why didn't they call A Quiet Place 2 another quiet place? I think it's the same place. <laughs> so, it probably would be misleading. A Quiet Place again. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to take it up with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. <laughs> well, luckily they're on my speed dial. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. Uh, yeah, Mission Impossible 7 was November 17th. Did we already say that? Yeah. Okay. So that would be about Christmas time. Yeah. So they're trying to get the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. time frame yeah. for Christmas and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm excited for those movies. Yeah, definitely. Especially if I don't have to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, Star Trek. Obviously, this used to be the official Star Trek streaming, streaming app. <laughs> Uh, they are going to get a show called Prodigy, which is actually for children, and it's going to premiere on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it was originally set for Nickelodeon, but it was shifted over to this service, and then it will release on Nickelodeon after for replay. Okay. To get a, another market of people who don't pay for things. <laughs> children. <laughs> The marketing, like, the, the quote that they had was just so ridiculous. Like, trying to make it, like, how professional, like... Yeah. Like, they were just like, oh, to to maximize our demographic yeah. outreach, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Yeah. No. You want to get the people that are going to pay for it. Yes. And then you want to give it to the people who... Who don't pay for who it. Who don't pay for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is an animated show, I believe, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Yeah. In the animated show. Okay. I'll be... I mean, it's for kids, so... Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll see if we watch it. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's like the tricks of Paramount Plus shows. Okay. <laughs> so is like Picard like the grape nuts? Like <laughs> the prune juice? I don't know. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're going for cereal. Cereal. I yeah. mean, you could pour prune juice in cereal. <laughs> yeah. Should I have said like wheat bran? I don't know. Yeah, that would be a pretty valid okay. one. Grape nuts is something I always associate with old people. Yeah, it's like one that doesn't even exist anymore. That's how old it is. I think it's a little no, I know, I was making okay. a joke. Like, <laughs> but pretty much, You yeah. named one that's so old, <laughs> that you didn't even it doesn't know it even exist. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, on the note of Nickelodeon, uh, this we are done with the Paramount Plus, but Nickelodeon is also getting a Transformers cartoon, uh, which is going to be based on a new species of Transformer Finding their place and purpose among the Autobots and Decepticons. It's going to feature new and favorite characters that have already existed. Uh, I mean, no shit it's going to feature new ones, yeah. right? You, it's a you, new species, of course You just said it's it a is. new species. Yeah. So, it's a new species yeah. of clones. Yeah. <laughs> it probably will be. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to debut in the U.S. exclusively before other countries. Kind of a dick move. Yeah. But here we are. I feel like this is really tailored to young children as well. Yeah, is it going to be like the Neutricons? Like... <laughs> they don't take a side. Yeah. <laughs> the child bots. The, the neutral. <laughs> the, what's that? Net neutrality. Net neutrality. Net neutrality. Icons. <laughs> yeah. We have some DTF quickies, 
Blue Beetle is getting a movie. This is a DC character, presumably going to be a part of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's based off the version of Jamie Reyes, and it's going to be the first major live-action Latino superhero directed by Angel Manuel Soto. Isn't the new Supergirl Latina? Yes, but by their logic, it's standalone focused primarily on this character whereas okay. she's i know i was like part of a group they literally just announced her like yeah. three days ago yeah. she's already dead to way you. to steal the thunder yeah. jeez <laughs> um so she is technically in the flash movie so she's like oh okay a side character okay. or additional or whatever the fuck their terminology is yeah so supporting character yes yeah. uh, whatever yeah <laughs> Well, obviously, WB doesn't support her. Yeah. Or she'd have her own movie. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Understood. I mean, I don't know a lot about this character. I know him from... I know him from, like, the animated movies and Mm -hmm. stuff. He he was in a episode of Smallville back in the day. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure it was a different variation of the character. I'm going to be honest. I'm picturing the tick. So... (laughs) Okay. That's not wrong. His costume... His costume kind of looks like Deadpool, but, like, blue. Okay. Hence the name. Yeah. More beetle-like. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the suit has its own mind, and, like, it's very violent, and he has to, like, fight it, not letting it kill people and stuff like that. It's very, like... Okay. Sure. You know, fish-out-of-water type... Yeah. ...butting heads thing. It's an interesting character, though. I, yeah. I'd like to see what they could do with that. Yeah. You brought up Supergirl. Yes, I did. Yeah. She's still she's still supporting character. Yeah. But Superman is getting a reboot, apparently. Already? Yes. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. They saw what Spider-Man did. You know what? We need yeah, like, another we need reboot. To, we need to one-up them. <laughs> yes. Maybe we can share custody with another company. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Yeah, Superman is getting a reboot. This is via Deadline. Oh, yeah. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates are going to be uh, working on this one. Yes? Yeah, I believe he's directing, right? J.J. Abrams is involved in the production side. Mm-hmm. It's probably his bad robot company. Yeah, probably. Um, it doesn't seem to be clear whether Henry Cavill will reprise the role or if Superman and Clark Kent will be recast. There have been people suspecting... That it's going to be recast with a black actor mm-hmm. to give it a unique spin off, you know, what people expect out of the of what Superman has been. But do I need to remind everybody that Steel was very much a movie that happened in 1997 starring <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> we got our black Superman. Yeah. People act like this would be the first time. Do people not? They're just living in the, or they're not living in the past. Yeah, they're living in the future, I guess. Yeah. Or the not. No, neither. Just the present. (laughs) Yeah. But there has been no confirmation on that. Yeah. Coates did suggest it will be within the DCEU, which means it could theoretically then be Henry Cavill returning. Yeah. Unless they go the multiverse route that they do plan on doing with the Flash movie. Right. Yeah. I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like they would probably go with the multiverse route. That's my expectation. Well, here's another thing. I don't know if this really has any relevance, but as you referenced, they did cast Sasha Cowley as Supergirl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could they be doing the same thing with Superman? Yeah. And getting... Oh, that's a fair both point. Both of the same ethnicity. Yeah. 
assuming that's even relevant to a Kryptonian species. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be cousins, so yeah, it but would make sense. technically you could be of different. You could be, yes, that's that's fair. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I would like to see Henry Cavill come back because I feel like he hasn't gotten a proper chance at the at the at the character. Yeah, you know, Man of Steel was good, but it was very um, it was a very different take on the yeah, character. Yeah, it was like dark and very broody. Broody, yeah. yeah, it was not the hopeful. You know, passionate Superman that... Plucky that, reporter, whatever. Yeah, plucky reporter. <laughs> That's a thing, okay? <laughs> and so I I think it would be interesting to see what they could do with, with him in that role as, like, the traditional character of Superman, Clark Kent. Yeah. Because he is a very charming person, and he can be fun, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm only interested in him coming back if it does not interfere with The Witcher. <laughs> Because I really enjoy him as the Witcher. Yeah, well, I think he's currently filming that. Yeah, I think I he's mean, still I working on that. I don't think this is something they're going to be starting up anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. They're probably just working on script at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we could see a very drastically different take on Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's really no confirmation on that. But okay. only time will tell. Yeah, definitely. Uh, much like a ticking time bomb, which would be loved by Tiny Tina from Borderlands. That's a lot of T's in one sentence. That was really hard to say. Tiny Tina is a character from Borderlands, and they cast the actress to play her. Ariana Greenblatt will be playing the character of Tiny Tina in the movie. She is known for her role as the young Gamora in Infinity War, and she is currently 13 years old. So that's a pretty fucking cool role to get, I think, at 13. It also kind of says that they're probably not going in our, our mature route with this movie then, right? I mean, possibly, but, like, what was that, like, weird, that movie you watched with a bunch of kids who just, like, spent the whole movie cussing? Okay. Yeah. Bad point. It was, like... <laughs> Something about, like... I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was... Good Boys or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I feel like that they, maybe they won't go R, but I definitely feel like Borderlands has to be PG-13 with the amount of gore that has to happen, I assume. I mean, they could go a very cartoony route. It just depends true, on the time they want. But, yeah, I mean, this sounds like a pretty good casting. Yeah. I have I, to assume that her audition, she fucking nailed the personality. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. This. How are they going to explain her being green, though? I don't think she's green in real life. <laughs> I think that was just for Infinity War. Then how do you explain her name, Ariana Greenblatt? Yeah. I, I don't it know. It wouldn't just be there, coincidentally. <laughs> And then she's green in a movie. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe they'll have to do, like, still CGI her to be the color. Or just make Tiny Tina green. It probably they'll, wouldn't they'll matter. They'll CGI dirt all over her? Yeah. Tiny Tina is covered in, like, dirt and bandages because she's always blowing shit up. So. Yeah. It could work. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she has, like, a Band-Aid on her cheek. Like, yeah. fucking Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's the long-lost daughter of Nelly. Maybe. We don't know. Who knows? We just don't know yet. Yeah. On the topic of video game franchises turning into movies or TV shows. Yeah. Twisted Metal is getting a TV series. This is via Variety. That was a twist. Yeah. (laughs) Of the Metal Variety. Yeah. Sony Television and PlayStation Productions are developing a series based on the Vehicle Arena Combat Games. Described as an action comedy by Riette Reese. And Paul Wernick, the writers for Deadpool and Zombieland. 
Okay. So that pretty much sets the tone. Sounds pretty good. For what this will be. Yeah. Uh, seems pretty obvious to me that this is going to be a PlayStation All-Stars shared universe. Yeah. You got The Last of Us coming out on HBO. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be getting this. Mm-hmm. They're going the MCU route. Yeah. They're going to have all their characters in some kind of a shared universe collaboration. Yeah. Fighting each other. Just like the game. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about that game. It's, I mean, it's not happening. I just. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you do, though, because you got it for free, I believe, when you got your PlayStation 3. Twisted Metal? No. Oh. <laughs> PlayStation Battle All-Stars. Oh, Battle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever the fuck it's called. It's like all the Battle PlayStation mascots shit, fighting All-Star. each other. Yeah, that. Okay, It was like right. Smash Brothers for PlayStation. Yeah, and I immediately gave it to you because I was like, I don't care about yes. this. <laughs> and I have it. Yeah. You're I, right. I did and get I that. I barely have played it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it for Vita and I got it for PlayStation 3. Yeah. yeah. And I have barely touched it. Yeah. And I probably will not it's because that it's good. that fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> no, they abandoned the service on that one. They they really were like, eh, yeah, we're good. You're the ginger stepchild. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Netflix is bringing an animated series based off the Terminator universe to the service. Uh, anime production studio Production IG will develop the series with Matson Tomlin writing the series. Uh, he's also known for The Batman, which is oh. not quite out yet. Yeah, that's exciting. But it's animated, so. Yes. Okay. But it's Terminator. Yeah. So they could do a lot of cool shit with that. That's fair. It'd be actually very interesting to see a Terminator anime. Yeah. And last on our quickie list. G.I. Joe is getting a series on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon is near is in early development of a series based around the character Lady J, a covert operative played by Adrian Palicki. Oh, that's the chick. The one from... She's the chick from Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Uh, she was Wonder Woman in the pilot episode that never yes, aired. Yes, yes. That... For NBC. Yeah. She's in um, the... She's in something else. The... Um... The spaceship show. The spaceship show. The one. Oh. The or- 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 Orville. 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 I can only say Orville and I know it's not right. Oral Bucker <laughs> Popcorn or whatever it's called. Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> oh, it is Orville. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's the popcorn lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she married the old guy who owns the popcorn company. Yeah, yeah. She's a trophy wife. <laughs> Pretty popping though. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn that is. Yeah. Uh yeah, so she is a she was in the last G.I. Joe movie. Mm-hmm. So this is based off her character in that same universe. I uh, I assume that means she would be reprising the role mm-hmm. for this series. Cool. Yep. Uh, it's gonna be produced by Paramount Studios, Entertainment One, and Skydance TV. Uh, with Eric Olson writing the script, uh, he's known for Netflix Daredevil and Amazon Prime Carnival Row. Oh, okay. Which we're behind on. <laughs> Daredevil. There's only like one season. No, of Carnival, Carnival, Row. Carnival Row. Didn't they get another season and we haven't watched it? Oh no, no, that's that's not news one. to me. If they no, that's not season. that one. Never mind. I'm thinking of the Golden Compass one. Oh yeah, his Dark Material. Yeah, that one. Which is a very weird name. It is. <laughs> It's like a porto. Yeah. 
the fuck is this? I was looking for a porno. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for our TV and movie news for the week. So uh, let's talk about what we watched. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you always seem to like it. <laughs> um, first up, I checked out a show called Flack. I think I talked about this when it was coming out, and I finally decided to watch an episode. Um, this actually came to Amazon Prime on January 22nd of this year, but it previously aired in the UK in 2019. It's a British dramedy starring Anna Paquin. She's a PR publicist person for celebrities. Does she have a British accent in it? No. She's American. Mm. It's uh, They moved to the UK for some reason. That is talked about a in the career? Eh, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she and her sister moved to the UK at some point, they're, but they're American. Um, and... She, uh, Anna Paquin's job is uh, helping these celebrities get out of scandals and, like, terrible situations. So it's just like the movie or that show Scandal. I haven't seen that. So I couldn't say for sure, but probably. I actually don't know if that's the plot okay. of it, but I just know the name Scandal. I thought that was more about, like, political scandals. Oh, it could be. Yeah. But it's the same They're always concept. wearing suits, so I assumed it was, like, politics. Yeah. Like the show Suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, about we're, lawyers. We're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Just that show. <laughs> um, this was originally on Pop TV, and Amazon picked it up. So there's a season two coming at some point, but only season one is available currently. Um, there are six episodes per season. I only watched one episode because I just didn't care enough about it to keep watching, but um, people might like it. It's just a specific type of show that I just wasn't really into at the time. There's like... Mm -hmm dramatic situations she's got to help people get out of and then she's got other like personal emotional background baggage issues mm. that she's dealing with and then she's like being a shitty person to her significant other at the same time and like i felt i just felt bad for everybody in the show and i was like i don't need yeah. this kind of drama in my just life too much uh yeah i was expecting more like little quippy funny lines and mm. there were fe a few but it wasn't enough for me i feel like the it was more negative then I was interested in. Maybe I'll go back to it another time, but for now I'm, yeah. I'm over I, it. I feel like you should cut it some flack, but... Yeah. That's not something you would cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to just say test it, personally. But I can see it being a decent show for people that are into that kind of shit. Okay, so it's not a burn it. Nah, it was okay. I just, I wouldn't really... I'm not going to go back to it. Like, okay. I finished the episode... And I thought about watching another one. Yeah. But I was like, Is it like, like eh. your typical 45 to an hour episode? Yeah, I want to say it was 45-ish. Okay. So yeah, if I'm wrong and you're listening, please tell me why I should keep watching. It's write us at dtfpod at gmail.com. Maybe I will. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you're going to write me. <laughs> uh, all right. We also checked out the premiere episode of Superman and Lois, the show that I've talked a lot of shit about so far. So here we are, having watched it. Uh, it was time to put our money where, where our mouth is. Uh, it premiered February 23rd on CW. Um, it follows the CW Superman from the Arrowverse as seen on Supergirl. And uh, Lois as basically like the stereotypical normal married couple with kids. Um, they visit Smallville for reasons and they experience the whole like 
they live in the city and they go to the country and now there's different things there. You know, normal shit that happens. Um, it's just different because he's Superman. So, <laughs> um, Tyler Hoechlin plays Kal-El slash Clark Kent slash Superman and Elizabeth Tulloch plays Lois Lane. Um, I recommend a few other people in the show, but it's too early to really say what else. I don't know. The, the kind of cliffhanger thing that it left us on left me mildly intrigued to check out the next episode. Otherwise I would have been like, I'm good. Yeah. It, it had a lot of vibes of Smallville. Yeah. Probably just cause it was, cause it was mainly focused on a farm in Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, uh, it was a long premiere episode. I mean, we said it was like an hour and a half or something, right? Ish. Yeah, it was about an hour and a half, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, it was definitely, a, it seemed like a double length episode. And the next one comes out March 2nd. I couldn't find how many episodes the show is going to be total, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's your, it, it, it feels like it's going to be heavily focused on the kids yeah. trying to get through their teenage years. Yeah. And, that's fine. I, obviously, it's a CW. You kind of expect that, I guess. Yeah. But there were some things I was just kind of like rolling my eyes at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got... There's a moment where Lois is like upset with Clark over doing something as Superman because... Yeah. Your family needs you more right now. <laughs> Whatever the fuck she said. Well, she spins it like, oh, it's about you. But then her reason is because I'm a thing. Yeah. That you should focus on. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, and um, the kids are very, like, they're stereotypical, like, they're twin brothers, they couldn't be more opposite, it's just like, come on, did you even have, it doesn't, I don't see much creativity in, mm-hmm. the, the characters are standard tropes, yeah. I guess. What sucks is, uh, the parts that I was more interested in was just Superman being Superman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some of that was really fucking cool. Yeah. But, we know that's gonna be, like... Not minimal the to the show, which I guess helps them on the budget because they don't have to worry about a lot of that kind of yeah. CGI and stuff. If if it's more about the kids just being kids, yeah, and them. But you know, they gave them this like dramatic reveal that they didn't know their dad was Superman. It's yeah. like, okay, come on, you know, we're we're joking because like it literally was a scene of his him glasses. taking his glasses off <laughs> yeah. for them to realize. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You tell me you didn't see your dad without glasses one fucking time your whole life? I guess they did just not lifting a truck in the air flying. (laughs) Okay. That's valid. So it wasn't clear. Yeah, he wasn't lifting a truck last time. That guy looks a lot like our dad, but he's way too strong. That can't be him. Yeah. (laughs) They're just telling people that their their dad is a doppelganger of Superman. Yeah. Like, yeah, he looks just like him, but it's not him. Yeah, obviously it's not him. (laughs) It's obviously, yeah. It's just our dad. I think it was fun enough that I would continue watching it, but I will say that I I am more interested in the plot of Superman and who, you know, they they reveal a villain Mm -hmm. in this. They leave you in mystery of who the fuck it is the whole episode and they give you a reveal at the end and it's, you know, okay, now I'm interested, but uh, it does have a lot of implications on where this show uh-huh. takes place uh-huh. uh, within the Arrowverse. Exactly. Uh, it's very interesting. So, yeah, I agree. I was like, yeah, this show is exactly what I expected until we got to that part. And I was like, god damn it. Now I feel like I want to watch the next episode. And I feel like I'm going to get trapped into watching this fucking show that I don't mm-hmm. want to watch because it's lame. 
Yeah. Surprisingly, they didn't really go into any references to, like, any other characters or anything like that. Yeah. Which I thought was surprising, but... I'm sure that'll be more tied into the plot over time as to why. Yeah. Obviously, I guess we're also getting shit canceled, so no point in that. Yeah. I am curious if we'll see Supergirl at some point, though, in this. Yeah. it's a good question. Overall, I really enjoyed it enough that I'll watch it again. So I'll say for me, it's a slice it. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to test it. That being said, I am going to watch the next episode, but I only because I feel like I have to. <laughs> yeah it's just to get the answer your, your uh what's the fucking droid c3 uh no cs something k2so okay oh, yeah. well cassian said we cassian said i had to yeah yeah i'll continue watching it <laughs> cassian told me i had to <laughs> so fucking good all right and next up we watched tom and jerry the live action commuter com- Live-action computer animated slapstick comedy new movie based on our classic characters we all know and love. Um, maybe. And this was on HBO Max and theaters February 26th as part of the whole dealio everybody pretty much knows about by now. Um, Tom and Jerry were voiced by William Hanna, Mel Blanc, and June Foray via archival recordings. Wait, what? Yes. They didn't even have voices in this. I know. There were some very minor like things. Noises. Yes. So they're noises. Like. Yeah, like whatever. Supposedly they were voiced. I, I guess what small noises they did make. And then, fun fact, uh, this is alongside Frank Welker. I don't know what that means. Obviously, Frank Welker was live helping voice them, and the other ones were archived recordings. I don't know how that works, but I was like, this is really fucking weird, so I felt like it was worth mentioning. I'm going to put you on a fucking trivia what? spot right now. Are you? Frank Welker. Who the fuck is Frank Welker? The voice of... Do you fucking know this? <laughs> or is Prime? our or is our marriage going to be in shambles? Oh, God. Is it Optimus Prime? Or is it... <laughs> See, that's a double loss right there. Because not only did you give the wrong answer, but you got that voice actor... I know Wrong. it's I know it's not Optimus Prime because I know that I would recognize the name of that. I can't remember who that is right now either, but it's it um it's a Transformer, I'm assuming. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? I mean, you said it was Optimus Prime. Do you think that's right? No, I don't. Megatron. That was my second guess. Oh, I'm glad it was your second guess. I was actually going to say Megatron first and I Blanked on his name. I mean, he's been other voices as well, but that's yeah. the one that really matters. Um, he's best known for voicing Fred Jones in Scooby Doo, so that's why I didn't immediately think of. Oh, is that what he's best? According known to for? Wikipedia, it is. So I read that on his Wikipedia page, and so I was like, "That's what I know him as." And so, of course, my mind went blank. I'm not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, sorry. Um. I knew there was going to be something about him, and I was like, I should look more into this guy. But I didn't, so here we are, with you disappointed in me. Um, so, also, T-Pain was Tom's singing voice. <laughs> Remember? There's a, one, there's a part where he's singing in. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess you kind of called it with the... That was, like, reminding me fully of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. With the piano bit, yeah. and it's like, yeah. god damn it. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, cool, random stuff. And then the main human character, I would say, in this movie was um, Kayla, played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, she's a young woman who finds herself working at the Royal Gate Hotel, which is where Tom and Jerry are pulling their hijinks. Um, they're and, living for free. Yeah. They're they're squatting. They're squatting. If you will. Yeah. And uh, Michael Pena is Terrence, the event manager at the Royal Gate Hotel. Uh, so yeah, the general plot of this was Kayla. She ends up working at this hotel, and then uh, Jerry has settled in the hotel, and she becomes tasked with getting rid of the mouse because there's a big upcoming event, right? Yes. And then she hires or wants to hire Tom to help get rid of the mouse, and then chaos ensues, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, I, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. I was never really a big Tom and Jerry fan, but I, I enjoyed the movie overall. Yeah, Felt like it was fine. a bit longer than it needed to be. Agreed. It had some good comedy moments. Yeah. But overall, it was... I feel like you probably had to have the nostalgia of the characters to really enjoy it. Yeah. They did some really fun stuff. Like, the art I thought was really cool. The the CGI, mm-hmm. the 3D models of them. Yeah. It was really interesting how they did that. They obviously had other characters. They had the dog. I don't remember his name, but the the bulldog that's always beating up Tom. Mm-hmm. He's in there. And they had some other characters, some other cats that I assume are from the same Probably. property. Yeah. But I just didn't know who the hell they were. They yeah. were really ugly looking, if you ask me. <laughs> Oh, the Ellie cats? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, they just looked really weird. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the, like, fancy cat. I was like, she wasn't ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no. I felt like she was probably a new character, though. I think she probably was, yeah. It, it was fun. Yeah. I, it was, you know, it, they had the guy from SNL. He played, like... Colin Jost. A, gu- a guy that was getting married yeah. there. Felt like he was a little stiff with his acting at points. Yeah. But, like, I guess if you know him from what, from SNL, then, like, that's kind of his, his style. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like he was just doing the weekend report the whole movie. Yeah, he was doing weekend update the whole time. Or whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a big fan. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I think overall, I also was not a huge Tom and Jerry fan. Like, I watched it a yeah. little bit here and there, but it wasn't, like, a huge thing for us, so. But, like, just, Jerry's a dick. He is, yes. Like, I, I, I thought they were, like, supposed to be, like, friends, and this was just, like, a bit that they do, but, like... Basically, Jerry is a con artist. Mm-hmm. He's a, a he's thief. a thief. Mm-hmm. He's and a he criminal. Ruins he's just a criminal. Yeah. He sabotages shit. He for, destroys everything for his around own. him. He, he's a he's a psychopath. If yeah. You think about he it. He really is. So I, I mean, there's nothing good about him. Yeah, I, I understand you wanting him dead. I'm 100 percent Team Tom here. Team Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, nobody with the name Jerry's ever respected, right? Fair. Look at Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Didn't they change it to Gary? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people knew. People knew his name was really Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. So, overall, I mean, I laughed enough. So, I'm going to say I sliced it. But I probably wouldn't be watching it again. It was... No, this was yeah. definitely a movie like a where one-off. it's like, it was on HBO Max. That's why I watched yeah, it. I, I would not would have not gone have to the theater. extra for it. I would maybe watch it if it ever hit another service. But yeah. I would never pay for it. Yeah. Definitely. But that's, again, coming from somebody who just isn't nostalgia for right. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, definitely not. Which I know is weird because it's got a cat and yeah. why wouldn't I like it? Yeah. But it's just not a thing I grew up liking. Yeah. Um, I would have to say for me I liked it enough that I would give it a slice it. Yeah. But I wouldn't rush to watch it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't go out of your way. Just, I mean, check it out before it leaves HBO Max. Yeah, I guess, I guess so it's you don't what, have about to pay. 30 days is what they've been doing? Yes. I think the... 30 days. Yeah. So March 26th-ish will be when it leaves, mm-hmm. if that's the case. So, yeah. Cool. Just in time for uh, Godzilla and King Kong. That's a good point. Yeah. Competing audiences, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tom versus Jerry, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Which is the Just bigger battle? Substitute the animals. <laughs> it's like the same movie, really. Yeah, to think absolutely. About it. Yeah. Just replace the aircraft carrier with a hotel. Yeah, but they actually had a pretty decent cast in this too. Like mm-hmm. they, they had the guy that played Peter from mm-hmm. Deadpool two. Yes, he's been in some other things. Rob Delaney. But like, yeah, he was like the top boss of the hotel, mm-hmm. and like he had some funny moments. But he yeah. was, I do feel like he was probably underplayed. For what he could do. Yeah, he could have been more. I agree. And then Ken Jong was in it. He was a like a chef. Yeah, or something. he was yeah. like paranoid that this mouse is going to ruin his yeah inspection. And yeah, like your tropey stuff in yes. a hotel movie, right? Yeah. So he had he had some funny lines. Too. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on that one, or are we good? I did enjoy how they uh, played with like items that Jerry would use to like like he he stole a phone and that was his like big screen his TV. big screen TV or or just. And, like, he had um, champagne. On champagne bottles, there's, like, the metal bottle cap portion that has all this wire shit that attaches under the cork. Mm-hmm. It's He somehow reshaped those into chairs. Oh. I it was so that. cool. So, yeah, I agree. That was really fun yeah. to look at his little apartment thing. Yeah. It was just kind of fun, like, in yeah. that aspect. But, like, the whole plot point of, like, oh, how do we fix this was, like, ridiculous. Because, like, there's an easy solution like, just watching the movie, I'm like, yeah. I get you need to have a problem. But, like, yeah. there was literally the easiest solution yeah. that they could have just come up with yeah. and solved two-thirds of the movie's easily outcome. Yeah. I think that's one of the things about Looney Tunes, though. Like, it, it's... Uh, it drives you loony. Yeah. It's always, like, this problem would not exist if you would just talk to each other. It's the same kind of shit that so, annoys us. Looney Tunes is a CW thing. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all it WB. Is exactly. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's it for what we watched this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, definitely keep on listening. We're about to talk about our game stuff. And then after that, we're going to talk about a little bit about WandaVision Episode 8. And uh, in the meantime, go check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Or send us an email directly, dtfpod at gmail.com. And uh, leave us a rating or review on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it's called these days, whatever service you use, we would have very much appreciate it. All right, let's get into our gaming news. New month, new free games. Yeah. Games with gold, Xbox. Uh, we have Warface Breakout from March 1st to the 31st. That's on Xbox Series X, S, and 1. Is this about acne? I, I I honestly don't know, but now I kind of hope so. I hope it's like a it's like a, a face wash simulator, it's like a whack a mole, but it's like it, zips. it just zits. You yeah. just pop them with a with a mallet. Yeah, in you the get mirror. like a mallet that's like tweezers or something. I mean, that needs to be a VR game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. I'm assuming that's like a uh, goat simulator type gimmick. It sounds great if it is, yeah. Uh, March 16th to April 15th. 
Xbox 360 games compatible with the new consoles, of course. Metal Slug 3. I feel like that's been one already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's March 1st through the 15th. Port Royale 3. March 16th through the 31st. No clue what that is. I don't even know what the other two were. I'd put money on pirate game. Okay. So, like, shit battling? Yeah, yeah. Sounds exciting. Yep. <laughs> Probably has loot boxes. Probably. Or treasure chests. <laughs> so, overall, a pretty weak lineup, yeah. right? Again, Not they great. kind of focus on Game Pass at this point, it feels like. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has, on PlayStation Plus, starting March 2nd, the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this later on, but this will not include the upgrade to the next-gen version that was recently announced for Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Uh, also getting a game called Baquette, which I've heard really good things about, but I have no clue what it's about. Yeah. So same. try it out. Yeah. Mar- March 2nd. Let us know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, I'll be playing it. Yeah. Uh, Farpoint VR, which I thought was interesting because you is a VR game. Yeah. So... You have to have VR in order to play this one. True. So I thought that's kind of weird. They're limiting the... Yeah. Because it makes it look like they're giving you more, but they're really not. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a first-person shooter on an alien planet. Yeah. Very VR-friendly type game. Mm-hmm. We have this. We played it into it. The controls were a little clunky, but overall, it's a solid game. So check that out if you have VR and have not played that. I do suggest it with the gun thingy versus the actual move controllers move controllers Hmm. uh remnant from the ashes this is a game i think it's like a third person action type okay it's on game pass i believe as well that's it for playstation plus but yakuza like a dragon is coming the ps5 finally march 2nd it already was released on xbox series x it's on ps4 it's on xbox one but the ps5 version is officially out on march 2nd so anybody interested in that, it's an RPG game based on the Yakuza franchise. And last for PlayStation, Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 game, not the new one that's going to be releasing soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older one is going to be free all month to add to your library. Uh, it's part of the Play at Home initiative, which they started last year during the early pandemic. Okay. Uh, gamers might remember Journey and the Nathan Drake collection, the, the Uncharted games. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we're giving out for free to everybody to play. Mm-hmm. So this is just the next one in that. I believe there's going to be some other stuff as well later on, but that's the started out. Gotcha. Uh, for Switch, we have coming out on March 4th something called Sea of Solitude, the director's cut. Um, this is an adventure game published by EA in 2019, and they announced a director's cut at the Game Awards last year. Um, and it's actually being republished by Quantic Dream, and the director's cut version is exclusive to Switch. So, in case anybody was okay. interested in that, it looks very artsy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I remember seeing this game yeah. on Xbox. And then, multi-platform, I found this random game. Uh, March 4th, something called Kill It With Fire comes out <laughs> to Switch, iPhone, Android, PS4, and Xbox One. It looks It's a shooter, and the goal is to like shoot spiders and cause collateral damage. It looks like it's set up VR-wise, but it doesn't appear to be specifically a VR game. But I feel like this would be a good opportunity to uh, use, like, one of those, like, VR headset things with your phone or whatever mm-hmm. if you have well, it that, that PSVR way. Well, even. You could, yeah. They could easily 
shift controllers use on that it looks yeah, like yeah for sure so it looks just like a one of those simple Very, like, simple graphics simple, games yeah yeah um kind of like the isn't Very cartoony. The, that random game i can't remember what it's called but where you where you play a cat and you knock shit off the counter that uh, kind of a deal collateral damage is it really called that yeah cat lateral damage i believe so i think you probably okay. we have that game too yeah i know anyway so it looked like it could be fun if people were looking for something yep to check out sounds good okay. all right well we've kind of teased it earlier about final fantasy 7 uh sony had a state of play this this week uh and one of their big title announcements was uh coming to ps5 final fantasy 7 remake integrate it's going to be a expanded version of the game that came out last year uh, it's going to have improved textures fog effects lighting faster load time photo mode and support for the dual sense controllers haptic feedback so basically what you would expect for yes next gen yes upgrade right mm-hmm. basically what we're saying is it's an upgrade yes uh performance mode is going to have 60 frames per second or graphics mode prioritizes 4k so visual over smooth frame rate yes so if you have a ps4 version of final fantasy 7 remake you can carry your save data and upgrade to ps5 except the only exception is if you have a ps5 digital console and you have the physical copy of the ps4 disc you can't upgrade it to the ps5 edition because you don't have a disc drive to upgrade with so are we fucked on this no, no, we bought you know, digital. Digital, right? yeah, we <laughs> bought digital, yeah, yeah, we're good. Sucks to suck, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So along with this upgrade, there or along with this, uh, whatever is it DLC? I don't know what this is called. An, is it DLC? Yeah, it's yeah, DLC. A DLC. It's like the same game with added content. Yeah. Next so. gen upgrade DLC, whatever. Okay. It, they are also having an, another episode released of the final Final Fantasy VII remake, which is featuring a character called Yuffie. Yuffie? She's in the game. Yeah. She's one of the um, characters that you uh, interact with in the game. Right. But it's, she's not playable. Okay. Um, and so this episode is it going to is going to be exclusive to PS5. A.K.A. Square Enix struck a deal with Sony yeah. to sell more copies of this game yes. on PS5 and there to people is, who already have it. There is going to be an additional cost for this episode, but they have not said how much yet. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Um, the stand. This, this is a, a complete Square Enix move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look what Kingdom Hearts has been doing. Yeah, constant like small additions, and they keep reselling the same fucking game. Yeah, until they finally make a sequel. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the standard edition of Integrate is going to cost seventy dollars USD. Um, it's going to cost seventy US dollars. And the digital deluxe will be ninety US dollars, which includes the game, the new episode, a quote unquote mini soundtrack, and a digital art book. Is a digital art book just like a bunch of pictures? It's uh, just yeah, it's just okay. art from like the sketches of what they okay. had designs for characters and um, stuff. I have a couple from like other games that just came with. I've never looked at them because I don't care. Yeah. And God of War had one. Got it. Horizon Zero Dawn had one. Okay. So yeah, basically they're saying you know how we gave you partial, you know you know how we gave you a partial game for full price. I know it's debated whether it's a full length game because of the amount of time you put into it, but yeah, it's literally a third of the story of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and now they're like, oh, but I mean now you gotta just kind of pay for some more of it. Yeah, but this isn't 
part two. Yeah, you're still you'll have to go buy that again later. later as well. Yeah, it just seems like uh, how much milk we gonna gonna yeah, milk exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I guess depending on the price of this, I'm probably not gonna. Well, no, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Oh no, you have to pay for the upgrade. Yes. For the you pay for the DLC, you don't pay for the performance upgrade. Correct. So depending on the price of the DLC, I might have to hold off because you have to assume they're going to have another variation of this at some mm-hmm. point before the next part 2 comes oh, yeah. out. Definitely. Which ironically, if you just focus on that, it would come out a lot sooner mm-hmm. than having to delay with all this shit, right? Yeah. But I liked Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. I just have a gripe with the fact that it's only a third of the game. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. When other RPGs are, like, hundreds of hours, don't tell me you couldn't do that on this game. Yeah. You chose not to. Yeah, they're trying to make it, like, a one game into a trilogy. Uh, They also talked about Kena Bridge of Spirits. It's going to be released on PS4 and PS5 and PC via the Epic Game Store on August 24th of 2021. The standard edition will be $39.99. There's also going to be a deluxe digital edition for $49.99, which includes a soundtrack, an in-game silver staff, and some kind of skin. I'm assuming, like, a cosmetic, whatever. This was the game that was, like, at the PS5 reveal, right? It was, like, her with a bunch of little, like, fuzzy black... Creatures. I think so, yes. It was very, like, Pixar-looking. Yeah. That's my recollection of it as well. Um, and both editions, regardless, you actually get the PS4 and PS5 version. Like, you, you're you entitled okay. to both, play it on both consoles or whatever. Gotcha. Because it is weird. Sometimes it's better off to buy the PS4 version. Because mm-hmm. then you get the free upgrade to the PS5. Whereas right. if you just buy the PS5, then you don't have the PS4 version. And it's like... Well, if you have both consoles, you might as well get the PS4 one and have it on both consoles. True, true. Uh, Returnal is that game that we've been seeing. It's kind of a Metroid meets... Looks like It feels like it's like a Metroid meets Death Stranding yeah. type yeah, game. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, they had a little bit of a dive in that game with some some gameplay. It's apparently a rogue-type game, so you're going to die a lot. Yeah. Which, which means it's probably not for me. Yeah, it same. didn't already. It already didn't feel like it was. Yeah, but here we are now, the, knowing it's definitely not for me. They're definitely talking about wanting you to play through multiple times and all that shit. So I was immediately turned off by that. But one thing to say is that the game director Harry Kruger said that anything that is only fun once should only be experienced once. In practice, that means we've adopted a somewhat hybrid approach to our procedural generation. Basically, what he's saying is there's certain areas like a treasure room or a combat space. Um, which are variable each time you run through it, apparently. So you can have a different no- a configuration of rewards, traps, or with different types or numbers of enemies, mm. depending on which run through you have. So it's random generated dungeons. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. Yes. It's an oversimplification of the issue, but Okay, yes. all right. <laughs> In the words of Jimmy It Wu. just sounds like they're giving like a fancy hoity-toity marketing of... Well, randomly he, generated. Dungeons. I think he was trying to just point out that yes, you're going to die and play the same shit over and over again, but you're not going to play. It's not going to be exactly the same every time you go through it. He's like, please don't rage quit. Yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, if you please go don't, through it, please don't hate my game. Yeah, <laughs> initially you're going to hate my game. Please don't but hate just it. Don't just keep playing just it. Keep playing that's it. That's what I'm just hearing. Keep dying and rebooting until you get a version yeah. you're okay with. Yeah, you have to get to boss level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Is 
officially going to be a PS4 and PS5 game coming out April 6th, so in like a month. Yeah. The PS5 version will be one of April's PlayStation Plus games. This was a real announcement? Yeah, that's what it said. I don't know how I missed that. That's great. This is, again, one of those games that I would play, but I wouldn't buy. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. Like, the the ironic thing is that you, you know that these, like, kind of moves are to, like, get you to go buy a PS5. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah. The, it's impossible to find these fucking consoles right now. Yeah. Out of just availability and people using bots to, like, scalp them. Be dickheads, yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, will release March 12th. So, I guess in a week or so. Yeah. It's a couple weeks. Not very not far even. away. Uh, and this will be on PS5. Features faster load times, save transfers, 3D audio support, adaptive triggers, and other dual sense features. Game will run at 4K at 60 frames per second. Okay. So this is just next gen an upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. But they're actually having a PS5 only version as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Knockout City sounds like a game I don't care about. Yeah. Dodgeball. It's about dodgeball. Cool. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Looks like there's going to be a beta available at some point. Yes. Uh, release May 21st on PS4 for $20. Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody will enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, Sifu. New action game promises unique take on kung fu genre. Each time the player character dies, they revive slightly older and more skilled. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand the... I only put So this... wouldn't you just intentionally kill yourself? Like, yeah. Is the goal early? to like make it through the game as the youngest? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It seems Possible. really weird concept There'll to me. There'll probably be trophies that are like... Yeah. Uh, midlife, midlife crisis. Beat the game before you're 40. <laughs> Do you think you start the game as an infant? Probably not, but Probably that'd be not. funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw it. It was, I don't know. It didn't seem like something that caught my interest. Okay. My initial thought was like, this looks like the hallway scene of Daredevil where mm-hmm. he's beating the shit out of people in yeah. the hallway. Yeah. Seemed like that's kind of what it is. Got it. Okay. But it looks like there's a little bit more depth to it than that. Okay. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, no. Okay. Solar Ash. Solar Ash uh, is coming to PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2021. Very specific. Third-person action platformer by Heart Machine, developer of Hyper Light Drifter. Um, yeah, in case anybody's played that, it it's relevant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. We saw this, I think, a tease also at the PS5 thing or some other event. Yeah. Um, they just showed some gameplay reveal. Uh, you know, I saw this and I was like, this looks like that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Nicholas Cage. Gorman or whatever. Something Gorman? No, no, it's the one with all the mup, the the animatronic. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't remember the name of it, but it's just came out recently. Yeah, it does. But Five Nights at Freddy's. It was like Willy's Wonderland or some shit like that. Yeah, something in. Yeah, I think it was Willy's Wonderland. Uh, Death Loop. We've been hearing about this game. It's had a couple delays. Uh, They got a trailer. It's coming out to PS5 and PC May twenty first of this year. Yeah, the trailer looked very like kind of golden eye james bondish with sections like they had like mm-hmm. the whole like spinning people whatever thing and yeah the, the like, whole emphasis on this game is that you can do it in any like it's up to you to just to figure out how to go about getting the mission accomplished mm-hmm. it seems interesting yeah i it's again one of those games where like i'm interested but like i don't know if i want to buy it because yeah. i don't know how how quickly i'll get bored of it right right 
Understood. But it seems to be a popular game that people are looking forward to. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we got some DTF quickies for the gaming news. Tony Hawk Remaster also is getting a next-gen upgrade coming out March 26th. Going to have 1080p at 120 frames per second or native 4K at 60 frames per second. You get to choose. Hmm. Uh, there will be a Switch version coming out as well, but later on in 2021 with no actual date yet. Okay. Call of Duty has unofficially become the sponsor of PlayStation. What? Okay. This is my words. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I was like, what? This is via the Call of Duty blog. Apparently, players have come into a predicament if they have the the base 500 gigabyte PS4, like a, the old models, mm-hmm. where if they have both the full version of Modern Warfare, which includes Warzone, and... Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Mm-hmm. Those games combined are too large to fit on their 500 gigabyte console. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the games are so big now that it's a, it's, a, it's basically exclusive to your Call of Duty games. That's nuts. So, the developers have put out a little notice saying, Those who own a standard PlayStation 4 with a default hard drive of 500 gigabytes may need to make room if they have the full version of Modern Warfare... Warzone, and Black Ops Cold War with all modes and packs installed. Should you have both games installed and have kept up to date with updates, you may need to delete some unused game content to have a successful download and install all of the latest Warzone patch. That sucks. <laughs> but they, they they kind of point out, they do have a, a feature where, where you can like delete the campaign if you already played it or you oh, just don't okay. care there are people that just don't care yeah um you can delete multiplayer if you don't play that if you really just do warzone you could have that which is funny because nice. if you only do warzone then you didn't even need to buy that game yeah because <laughs> <laughs> that's free i guess if you've done everything else and you're like yeah i'm done with that i don't yeah. really care about warzone so now. it's just funny that they're literally telling you please delete our game yeah <laughs> parts of our game yeah uh, but it is nice that they have it in a way that you don't need to have it all or nothing. Uh, so to do this, you can delete separate modes by clicking the R3 button on the PlayStation controller. It'll bring up the file management section, and you can just select what you want to get rid of. Okay. I assume it's designed that each checkbox won't interact and impact the other categories. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and do that if you need to. Okay. We... I don't think I have that issue right now because we're on, we have a one terabyte console, so we're okay. Yeah. Plus, you're mostly playing on your Series X anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying, the Series X. Oh, is okay. it's, yeah. They're both on there, but it's it's leaving very little room for other games. wiggle of other games. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm tweaking it with it when I need to. Let's figure out what games I have to delete from Game Pass. Yeah. And cycle through them. Yeah. Can't wait for that fiber download. I can tell yeah, you that. Yeah. Anthem, which is a Bioware game, on their blog, they uh, said that they have basically come to the conclusion that they're going to basically kill Anthem. What? But uh, everybody loved it so much. I know. It's, <laughs> it was like the Cyberpunk 2077 was, of a couple years ago. It was so well received. <laughs> so they did plan a overhaul in 2019 to fix much of the game's problems. But at this point, they've decided to just quit that whole aspect because it's not cost-effective. 
the pandemic has really impacted their ability to do so and they would like to focus on other games basically they're like we don't give a shit this anymore worth our time yes yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna lose too much at this point it's not worth investing anymore yeah exactly Executive producer Christian Daly explained that the decision was to work on Anthem was a mixture of impacts of COVID-19 and desire to focus on other Bioware projects like Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, they have two big properties coming out soon. Uh, The current live service will remain as it is for the game, but for the foreseeable future, they have no plans to fix it. They're not maintaining it. Maintain it. Yes. I kind of would expect that to go free to play at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe not if yeah. they're not going to maintain one, the servers. That's true. Yeah. At one point, it was like $5, and I was like, should I get it? I was like, eh, it'll hit Game Pass or something yeah. at some point. Yeah. It never did. Yeah. I don't know. We played the uh, demo. It was fine. We enjoyed what we played. It was all right. But we did see that it was, felt like it was probably going to be limited on stuff to do. Right. All right. Moving on. PlayStation VR is apparently coming to PlayStation 5. Oh, shit. I mean, currently there is an adapter you can play your current VR on, next gen. But they are coming out with a new PlayStation VR. Uh, It will connect to the PS5 with a single cord to simplify use versus the billions of cords you have to do to enter the Matrix. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. Uh, This means there's unfortunately going to be... No wireless aspect to the new PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. right? Right. But I guess one cord is better than five cords. Fair. The new VR controller is going to incorporate some features from the DualSense. I assume it's going to be the motion stuff. Yeah. Probably blowing into your controller. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's so necessary. <laughs> I mean, that seems like the the obvious one, right? Yeah, you need that. definitely. Uh, but this will not be launching in 2021. Uh, so here's my question, though: Will the current VR games for you know what is on the current VR mm-hmm. be compatible with the PS5 as far as using this headset? Will the controllers and all of those kind of accessories be compatible? I hope so. My only concern why they wouldn't be is because. If you have to have the adapter for the PS5 to use your current VR headset, mm-hmm. that tells me that the... Because even with the camera, you have to have the old camera. You can't use the new PSVR camera. Right. Which tells me it's a different process of how it calibrates the motion controls and all that right, stuff. Right, right. Um, so that could be a problem. Meaning that you probably couldn't play those games or those use those controllers and stuff yeah. on the new version of VR. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, right. My choice. Yeah. <laughs> Guess worst case, we still have the PS4. True. All right. And last on our list, PlayStation is no longer doing exclusives to the console, it seems. At least to an extent. Uh, they've they've decided they are going to put Days Gone, among other games, on PC starting this spring. Cool. Uh, we did see Horizon Zero Dawn, I think it was like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. hit PC. And it, we were like, yeah, this feels like a test. They're going to yeah. see how well it does and then yeah. probably put more games out. Um, presumably it was successful, right? Yeah. If they're like doing it. another game. Yeah. And have others planned out. So the news broke from Jim Ryan in a GQ interview that they were going to shift over to this. He did the whole, you know corporate lingo but it sounded basically like we want more money yeah (laughs) 
How do we get it? You don't say. <laughs> so, a lot of people are upset by this because they feel like it defeats the point of then owning a PlayStation. But, yeah. I mean, look where we're at right now. I guarantee this was a big factor in it. They obviously want to push PS5s, right? Yeah. But they can't really sell those right now, which means you're not going to buy the games to play on those PS5s. Right. Well, I mean, obviously this is a PS4 game, but even selling PS4s is no longer a thing, right? Because they're all, yeah. you know, you got a PS5, why would you worry about PS4? Yeah. So, how do you now sell featured games? Yeah. You put them on a console, a device that you don't have to worry about limitations on selling the console to go That's buy that, true. that game. Yeah. We're seeing Xbox do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The Game Pass. They have games on the PC, you know. They've got exclusives that are PC and Xbox. Mm -hmm. We've got... We're in a zone now where having exclusives for your console is not price productive. You're just not going to make the money back with how much they cost these days. Yeah. Definitely. you need to expand them out in order to even make up that that expense. Or just, I don't know shrink your games to like yeah. shorter length no shit <laughs> it's really though like I, obviously it's like nearly impossible to get one of the next gen consoles right now but mm-hmm. we were is... so fucking lucky because we got yeah. it on the first wave yeah. before bots were taking over the, the scalping of it yeah um but really buying a one of these consoles for the power you're getting out of it you it's more difficult to get or build a pc with the same amount of power Yes, so, but obviously these are PS4 games, so yeah. presumably they don't need as much power. Yeah, they're just, I just porting mean, it over, so it's not going to be like even better on the PC than it is on. No, I just mean cost effect wise. Like in general, them mm-hmm. moving in the direction of allowing PC makes sense mm-hmm. because then you're giving flexibility for people who already have gaming PCs or people that want to have a gaming yeah, PC I, to play the game. Well, and you don't have to then. You don't have to worry about building as many consoles, and yeah. you're still making money off of your your game properties. Exactly. I just hope they don't go entirely away from making the consoles, because the consoles are designed specifically for this to plug into your TV. They're, they won't ever go completely away. There's always yeah. going to be a console, because there's always going to be somebody who wants to buy it. Yeah. We'll probably see less if it is available elsewhere, and they do see that people are buying elsewhere versus where the traditional console would Right have the game right true yeah you see a lot of people playing on pc with some of these third-party games now yep cyberpunk i think sold the most on pc it did yeah so the times are changing yeah but i mean the basic outcome of this is the more the merrier right the good thing for me is days gone is a I, i can't stress this enough if you haven't played this game get this fucking game it feels a little like sluggish in the beginning but once you get to a certain point the game just fucking opens up and it's amazing Mm -hmm. i really want a sequel if this does well that's going to mean i'm probably getting a sequel yeah this is one of those games that did not do well in the beginning but it's it had another wave off of like a christmas sale and it just got like a whole nother audience of players that that really enjoyed it after some updates and all that stuff yeah I know it's controversial to say, but I think it's better than The Last of Us, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I, I've been, I've been hated for that comment. Have you? Yeah. In some <laughs> of the the groups I'm in on I Facebook. See. I see. But I stand behind it. Yeah. All right, that's about it for our gaming news. Uh, we are going to talk about the game we played this week. 
or part of a game. Yeah, part of a game. Fair enough. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no. <laughs> we played the new demo for Outriders. This demo dropped February 25th, which was pretty cool. And uh, the full game. Uh, I mean, it was a hectic day. Yeah. Because they dropped the new season two of Warzone <laughs> and Black Ops Cold uh-huh. War. Yeah. And they dropped this Outriders demo. Mm-hmm. And then Xbox Live, particularly, oh. shit itself. <laughs> be- probably because you had... Because everyone was on. Because you had everybody in the world on for one of these two things. Mm-hmm. And they probably couldn't handle it. And yes. so Xbox Live was down for the longest time. So that was that day then. Yes. Okay, got it. My friend signed on as I was on. And we were going to play some Warzone. Uh-huh. And then I got booted. Uh-huh. Because of the issues. But he said that he had no problem and he was still in there. So I guess it only affected certain areas. Yeah. So I was really pissed off because I couldn't fucking play anything. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> but yes, this was one of the games that I downloaded. Yeah. And didn't even get to play. Yeah. Until much later. Yeah. Um. So the full game releases April 1st, 2021. Hopefully. I always feel like that's a joke whenever they say that. So mm, You just can't trust that I day. can't trust it. Um, but if it if it's true, it comes out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Stadia. Uh, it's a co-op third-person RPG shooter, and then we'll have crossplay and a free next-gen upgrades. It was developed by People Can Fly and is published by Square Enix's European subsidiary. So that's the little quick facts about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the demo one time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, there- I'm gonna jump back on and play. Yeah. I'm hoping there's going to be more to it. I don't know if we did everything. I think we did, but I just couldn't tell. Yeah. Because their layout's a little confusing. I think we did too, but um, there are four player classes. So you play an outrider who is a person who was sent as kind of like the um, scouting crew for a giant spaceship sent to another planet to Mm -hmm. like recolonize because Earth is basically destroyed. Um, it felt very Mass Effect. Very Mass in Effect. The, in the beginning intros yes. and, and what you're doing. Yeah. It felt like, what did you say? You said Mass Effect, Gears, and Destiny all had a threesome and had a baby? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> because I would have liked it better if the controls were closer to Mass Effect, but the controllers, I think, were closer to Gears. I'm guessing. Yes. It, it was very much a lot of... Uh, cover fire type gameplay as far as shooting enemies yeah and like the the buttons that you use for the certain controls i was like i'm not used to this and i kept doing the wrong button and then Mm -hmm. i would fucking try to die i'm used to gears games yeah and the um taking cover shit was pissing me off because i feel like it was was it was a little clunky and yes it was like you would be stuck on a wall and yes. you're pressing the button. And you'd have to find the perfect spot to travel from one cover yeah. to another. And that's been a thing with Gears. Yeah. That's been a problem too. But yeah. hopefully um, they could polish that off. Okay. So then there's this like anomaly storm, whatever, which is also something they say in Mass Effect. Anomaly. So. Well, that's a very generic term eh, for a sci-fi thing, that's right? That's fair, I guess. Um, and then your character gets involved, like some kind of essentially powers from it. And so when you yeah. get through the prologue, you choose a player class. One of them is Trickster, who uh, can ma- manipulate time and kind of teleport. Uh, Pyromancer, who gets to control fire. Devastator, who has a seismic attack. That's how it's described. Maybe you can mm-hmm. give some better descriptions. Basically, you slam the ground and it fucking 
puts a wave of damage okay, on okay. nearby enemies. Okay, and then Technomancer, who controls, um, like, turrets and little devices, and it's more of, um, I want to say this one said it was a sniper, like a long-range. It feels like that was what it, it was It said long-range support. It was like, it? yeah, support recon type yeah, character. which I almost chose that, because I do like sniper mm-hmm. play in some games, but lately I haven't been doing that well in that, so I chose yeah. a Pyromancer for this. Which now I'm regretting because I obviously wasn't doing that well with it. So, um, well, but we could just play it again. Yeah. So just to be clear for anybody who hasn't played it yet and wants to, like, especially specifically with friends. Yeah. Uh, you do have to play the prologue mission single player. Yes. And then once you pick your character, it opens it up to play with your friends. Your class, because you choose your character in the beginning. You said pick your character. Sorry. Just to be clear. Yes. Yeah. You pick a character look. Yeah. Yes. Cosmetic of your character. Yes. And then later you pick your class. Yes. And then after that you can play with. Yes. At that point. Anybody you want online. Yes. At that point you can go to your friends and like join a friend or invite them or join mm-hmm. an online thing or whatever. So. And then even when you're doing stuff with your friend in a party or whatever. You'll get cutscenes that you each have separately. I liked that, that it wasn't yeah. like one person controls everything. Yeah. So if they skip it, you still get to watch it. Yes. You know, it's very independent for the person. Yeah. And it will tell, it'll tell the other person if they, it'll like whenever you would skip it, I could tell because it would give me the little thing and said vote to skip. Oh, I didn't notice that. It yeah. was doing that. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that a couple of times where. I, I mean, was, I would only skip it with something that we already saw. Yes. I didn't, because I didn't need to see it again. Yeah. Um. Um, and then it was something that I was like not sure how I felt about was where there were like objectives to go do something like talk to a person about something. We would both do whatever the fuck the thing it was and we'd go back to the place to talk to two different people. Mm-hmm. And like we each had to separately press the button to talk to that person instead of it just being. Yeah. So I couldn't go collect a reward and then and automatically then give it to get, you. Yes. We both had to go and do them separately. Yes, which actually was okay yeah. to me because then, like, you could do one and I could mm-hmm. go do a different one and then we could swap places or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fine. And I really appreciate that they, as far as the loot drops for armor and gear or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that was also seemingly independent of each character. Yes. So I would pick stuff up. Yes. And there would be shit there for you to pick up that mm-hmm. I don't see. Correct. So I was like worried in the beginning because I was like, I don't know if yeah. I'm taking everything. I don't know. Because I hate it when you have to fight over loot. I know. With it's the bullshit. people you're co-oping with. It's yeah. just, that makes it not fun. Yes. You know? Agreed. You either feel like you're never getting anything or you feel like you're the asshole because you take something. Yes. You know, it just, it's not fun in that aspect. Yes. So once you get to that whole pick your class, this mm-hmm. game completely changes aspects. Oh, yeah. Than what it felt hard, like the hard tone left was. Turn. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely it's, it's more action oriented. Yes, uh, it feels more like a. It feels like Borderlands, but like on crack. Yeah, they literally have a thing in the beginning of some part that tells you that aggression is rewarded. Yeah, and see, I think that's why I wasn't enjoying it in the be- beginning because mm-hmm. I was kind of playing naturally, like. Oh, take cover and shoot yeah, and, yeah. you know, pick guys off slowly, yeah. one at a time. Mm-hmm. And I was losing a lot of health doing that. Yes. Um, and my character, I don't know how yours works, but mine specifically was the Devastator. Uh-huh. And so I was rewarded with health mm-hmm. if I fucked people up in close combat. Yeah. 
that's how I think that's how they all. So are. they they're all like that. I okay. think that was the whole thing behind the whole you're rewarded for aggression. Okay. The faster you kill them, the faster your health regenerates. And it reminded me a lot of Doom because that's kind of oh. how Doom works. Is you're in this chaos of fucking enemies shooting and, and attacking you. Yeah. And instead of like slowly trying to like take them out, you you run through, you beat the shit out of them, you shoot them, you pick uh-huh. up their orbs, and that's just you keep gaining health as you keep killing. Yes. You know, you got to keep the flow. Yeah. And that's kind of how this went. And once I got that aspect of the mm-hmm. game, like I it just it worked. Yeah. You know, I was just like the You were on it. Yeah. I was just It really makes it worked you for me. it when if you notice that you have to do that, it helps you to focus because a lot of people, well, maybe not a lot of people, but I tend to have trouble in games like this where there's a lot of enemies at one time. At one point, we you put a, a tier level higher, and I was having a mm-hmm. lot of trouble because I'm not good at that many enemies at one time. I'm not a very good gamer. <laughs> I think we so, could have handled it if we kept going, but yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. They do give you tiers. It's very like Destiny where you have yeah. the different difficulty levels, it's like world tier or something. So like there's that. world tier. Two, three is what we got, but it goes up to five apparently for mm-hmm. the demo. And basically, the higher the tier, the more difficult the enemies, the, the greater reward. The nicer the reward, uh, exactly. And the cool thing about this demo is what you collect carries over if you buy the game. Yes. So you will have all of your gear, your level. I think caps out at level seven for the characters, mm-hmm. and you'll have your. We, class I think we point. ended at six. Uh, so we have one more level if you care to do it. The class points, I think they said up to two class yes. points. And we used one just playing the demo, and I don't think we got a second one. So I we assume probably get at it level at level seven. seven. Yeah. But they give you enough to get basically your specials, which is your left button, your right button, or your both button. Yes. And then it does then a your, bigger attack. And then your melee attack was usually something fancy, it too. It felt like the yeah. a fourth one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had trouble a lot of times focusing on one enemy, which is why I kept dying mm-hmm. a lot, I realized. So once I was, like, kind of paid attention, I was like, if I just focus on killing one enemy at a time, mm-hmm. I actually regain my health and I stay alive longer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, once you figure that out, it's a lot easier. I was kind of starting to pin, like, pinball it, where I would just attack somebody, jump, turn left, start attacking yeah. somebody else, and just keep going back and forth, and, like... Yeah. Every time I, because you know it's the 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 cooldown time for your special. Yes. So yeah, as soon as it comes back, I would I kind of would like time rotating using them, and I'd use like the left one, then the right one, and then yeah. the middle one. By the time those are all done, I'm shooting a little yeah. bit, and then I get my left one back, and yeah, kind of jump in between those, and and it just was like musical, fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I definitely want to check this out again. I'd like to play maybe as the trickster or the technomancer just for funsies to see if the different player class works better for me. How long would you say the demo was? Like maybe three hours? Yeah, Maybe sure. four if you take a little bit of time where you, like, if, you if you're struggling some with like some me. stuff. <laughs> yeah. There was like, I think there was four missions. There was a few side things in there. Mm-hmm. The side stuff was very like Destiny-like. It was... Oh, oh, go go find this fucking item and then yeah. return to this vendor and give it to them. Yeah. And then you get, like, a and choice of nothing. three items. Yeah. yeah. Um, We got... I think most of our gear was... We bought the better stuff. 
there was like some good stuff that we would gain through leveling mm-hmm. or just picking up. There in, was a couple, battle. one random thing I picked up, two random things I picked up that were actually but really good, and I can never find anything better. Mainly, I bought the the gear to make yeah. my character better. I didn't because I wasn't making nearly as much money as you were because you kept. Like, I don't know how that was happening. I kept but. grabbing the um, iron, whatever the fuck, out of like the material, mm-hmm. the raw material that you you find and you. Yeah, and I was grabbing it, it too. So you okay? I don't. I I was just thinking maybe that's what the currency was. I don't know. It must have just been because you were killing more guys. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So keep that in mind if you're playing with a friend. I was the primary, um, like I was the host or whatever of the party too at for a while. So yeah, but even at the it's end, possible that that you get more because of that. I don't know. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it was just about number of enemies killed because even at the end when I was host, like I barely, I didn't make enough money to buy anything extra at the end. Okay. So, it's probably just about numbers of enemies killed. So, well, I'm, I assume this demo is going to be available throughout the launch of the game in April. Probably, yeah. I think it's April, right? Yes, yes. April first. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless that's a trick. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, it was entertaining. I I would check out another player class for sure because the medium range yeah. one was maybe not my best choice. Well, in a. It only goes to level seven for each character, so yeah. like you could theoretically play all four characters, yeah. level them out mm-hmm. before the game even releases if you truly want to. Yeah, that's true. Um, I definitely want to try at least a different character because I was kind of torn between a few of them. Yeah, I ended on Devastator because I was like, it feels like it's going to be the Titan and yeah. Destiny. Yeah, and so I was like, that's my jam. Yeah, yeah, I I I do enjoy it. It did get a little out there with the story like it was not at all what i thought it was going to be yeah not that i really knew what it was i guess i thought this game was gonna be more arcadey than it is oh, okay. it feels like it's more real like uh serious kind of storyline uh-huh. yeah i felt like i was just mainly thrown off by the very intro section being completely different from what you see yeah from most i of mean the game. yeah it was a really weird yeah transition yeah as far as like the technical side of this game like uh how it plays. Yeah. Uh, there was one time where you got kicked randomly. That's true. From not just the party, but like the entire game I got game kicked to my off. Xbox dashboard. I don't uh, even know and, what happened. And you were on a 1X. Yes. I was on the Series X. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the consoles not interacting with each other as far as the party connection i don't know who knows um, we watched like a cut scene and then i just got kicked and you kept going so i don't know what yeah. happened it was so, weird i forgot about that yeah um and i did notice too load times were really really good on the series x mm-hmm. i'm assuming that's why because there was i think i want to say in the beginning the prologue at least it was like maybe two to four seconds mm. and i'm in the fucking yeah. game it was quite a bit longer for me <sighs> But then when I was with you, it felt like it slowed down to like more like 20 to 30 seconds, maybe at most. Yeah. And so I'm curious if it automatically shifts down to what the lower console loading ability is Probably. as far as parties go. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my assumption. Um, on one hand, it's annoying for you. But on the other hand, I appreciate it so that it's not like Borderlands where you're mm-hmm. like in the game and way ahead before I even fucking spawn in. Or like Warzone. There's, like, in yeah. that game, there's... That happens there too? Uh, okay. I've noticed we're all spawn in to pregame mm-hmm. much faster than my, my friends yeah. on like either an Xbox One or whatever yeah. their, their console is. You know, yeah. it's just like 
you have to wonder if that gives somebody an advantage at some point. Yeah. Uh, in actual gameplay. Yeah, exactly. So I I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, it took me a little bit of time. I think once you level your character a decent amount, it's more enjoyable. The whole like aggressive nature of it is not something that I'm sh- thinking I'll be good at, even with a different player class. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to try. <laughs> well, it's up to three players, right? So yes. like, if we get a third person in there, it gives Might you more slack in and not having so many enemies attacking you specifically, right? That's true, yeah. Which there was, I think, a time that we randomly had a third person join in. Yeah. For, like, a part of it. And then they, and then just, they like, pieced out. It's like they kept they kept going on, and so they left our... I don't know if it's, like, certain areas that automatically gives you a third person, or if... I would imagine you can lock that so you don't have other people. Yeah, it, I noticed it on, like, the game dashboard thing. It had, um, like, party type or game type open. I think you mm-hmm. can change that. So maybe I just didn't have that changed to private. Yeah, I didn't either. So I didn't notice it until afterwards. So, mm. But that was the me. only time, and it was yeah. just that one spot. Yeah. So uh, typical missions, though. Go yeah. kill this guy. Mm-hmm. There's this faction. They're, they're troublemakers. Go kill them. Yeah. Uh, buy these things from the shop. Mm-hmm. You know, your typical destiny. It felt a lot of Borderlands vibes in there as far as the nature of the gameplay like mm-hmm. uh you know your attacks and stuff felt very borderlands mm-hmm. uh destiny stuff like that yeah uh but ironically as much as it feels like these games as service type games it's still a single player game if you want it to be it's you know a three-party game if you want but there is no game as service aspect other than they will theoretically add missions in and out of the game Mm-hmm. as a live service but you don't have to buy a bunch of shit yeah as like microtransactions as far as i can tell yeah which is good yes i was also really glad that there was a place in the main base to change your appearance because when i first built my character i didn't realize there was a second and a third page <laughs> yeah you're like all well I this saw, is a shitty selection all i saw was skin like you could choose the face what the face looked mm-hmm. like the skin color and the eye color and i was like okay i guess i have a crew cut it, i mean it was still pretty <laughs> limited i yeah I, there was only like i want to say like eight to ten different faces yeah um well just, they were ethnicity specific it made a fairly intended. huge difference whenever i put hair on my character yeah Cause... but like for me <laughs> the hair options i was like i don't like half of these yeah um i am I, I, I just going bald yeah i was like you know what fuck it i'll just make it make i'm a real person let's just yeah. do that <laughs> yeah bald with a beard yeah so that's what i did again though you're gonna be wearing a helmet and shit most of the game i know yeah it just was i do hope that the gear gets better looking because i do feel like it's kind of lame i know lackluster i kind of want them to have like customizable jumpsuit yeah there's like one of the like things that's like it's a fucking ugly ass hoodie i'm like Mm -hmm. it's better stats than i have but i don't want to wear that i want to look i i i I hope they do the uh, odyssey assassin's creed odyssey thing where you can equip a higher tier item but then make it the visual of a different thing you already have yes because that will be nice i really really, for that too because i had to go to a hoodie and i'm like i don't wear hoodies what the fuck is this yeah but it was much better than what i had so visually i hated it but it helped out exactly okay so uh based off just what we've played, I know we're not like giving it like our official rating. We'll mm-hmm. obviously talk more about it when it comes out. Yeah. What vibe are you getting from this? What What's your rating on just the demo? Um, I'm getting a slice it vibe. I would have to agree with that. The only, I mean, I think it's really about figuring out how to play this kind of game with you. <laughs> Me specifically or you, just people? You specifically. Mm, I see. <laughs> 
I guess I'm too you're just, fast paced for you. You're just much more advanced at this kind of shit than I am because you're always playing Warzone and like fast, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Learning how to be, I got keep, good, try, try to keep up with you and have you not get pissed at me not being not getting good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? If you're gonna be in my party, you gotta meet my my criteria. I you know, see. you gotta you gotta spend eight to twelve hours every yeah. day training. Yeah. I'm not gonna do you that. You gotta eat like a gamer. When am I that gonna means do you that? Need to, you need to up uptake your Mountain Dew. Yeah. Your pizza rolls. Yeah. You know, you need to really get committed to this. Yeah lifestyle maybe some pop tarts maybe <laughs> no time to cook them though yeah you eat that straight shit out raw. of the package yeah <laughs> raw. <laughs> they're basically raw that's true they're really gross not cooked i don't know why anybody sometimes wants i that. like them that way i don't <laughs> depends on the flavor okay um yeah so overall i'm gonna say i would slice it i definitely want to check out a, the at least one other player class and get an idea if i would have a better time with a longer range attack because I think I one, at one point I was using a sniper and it was a lot better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm content with the Devastator. But I will probably want to try one of the others. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think which one it was. The one with gadgets? Or the one I want to say it was Trickster. I want to say it was the Trickster. The teleporting one? Because it had my interest. Yeah. But... I liked it because it's like you teleport to the character. It's like you teleport, assassinate, and teleport away. So I was like, okay. I guess my concern is it's going to be gimmicky. And it's just going to be like the same concept of what I already do. But just I disappear and then come back. Yeah. Versus slamming down at them. Right. Well, worst case, we try it and you don't like it. We can go back. (laughs) So. I guess. Yeah. Look at you, the adventurer now. Yeah. Um, All right. So, that is it. Uh, Don't forget, if you're interested in listening to our WandaVision section, we'll have a little mini spoiler cast on episode 8 coming up next, but it is spoiler, full of spoilers, so this is your chance to not continue listening if you have not watched the episode. Also, we will not be having our regularly scheduled episode next week. We're taking a quick break. But um, check back with us in two weeks for a new episode and our entire season spoiler cast, The Anatomy of WandaVision. Please stand by. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be like my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you want to tell someone fuck you, just say, please stand by. Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> please stand by. Leaves. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about our... Uh, re- we're going to review... WandaVision episode 8. Starting off this episode, we uh, got a little bit of, a little bit, not enough, I have to say, but a little bit of background on Agatha Harkness. We started off in Salem, Massachusetts in 1693. As soon as you see that on the screen, you're like, oh, okay, which trials? Like everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming everybody thinks the same thing. I was really expecting it to be, uh, to be Hartford since the Connecticut license plates and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I was thinking that too. I guess they just wound up us with the... More known Salem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how they did it, too, where she's being led by a bunch of hooded figures, and it looks like it's a witch trial situation, and then it turns out, oh, they're not, they're also witches. <laughs> I kind of expected them to all be witches, though, because they were yeah. all women. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, unless It was I... a little weird, but I was, at first it has, 
it mirrors the vibe of like a witch trial where they, yeah, they put her on but... a stake, but then they bound her with magic of some kind, and it's like, okay, well, this is not exactly what I was expecting. So she's accused of betraying her kind and get uh, stealing knowledge above her age and station and practice, practicing the darkest of magic. So, and then it's revealed that the leader of her coven is her mom. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole lot of baggage going on. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like, uh, it was hard to get a read on her, whether she was like evil in this moment or if she was just kind of young and naive, mm-hmm. right? Because it felt like she had this passion to like, learn more magic and and Mm -hmm. like she tampered with magic she shouldn't have been tampering with just out of that wanting that need for it yeah and so it it feels like her mom was basically like uh you are a lost cause now because of what you've done yeah which also kind of implies like maybe the magic she used has corrupted her yes to a a way that she can't come back that's what i'm thinking too because she's more like more like a victim i guess in a sense to the magic that she's touched Yeah, because she says, please, I can be good. And her mom is like, no, you can't. So whatever, maybe it's just what they know about the magic or maybe it's real. I don't know. But it, I think you're right that there's some kind mm. of something that's out of her control. So when she turns her story to, like, she's doing the whole, like, oh, no. Mm. But it's obviously, like, an act. And then she finally says, I can't control it. And part of that seems like it might be true. Mm-hmm. It, but then she's devious feeling yes. with the the way she sucks everybody's like, life force. And then... Part of it kind of seems... Like, the way that she switched on and off, it seemed a little possession-y. Mm. To me. Like, maybe she's got something inside her that, that, once that it clicks wakes, on when it wants to, yeah. to do something. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got. Takes over. I don't know if that's where they're going with it, but it was mm-hmm. like, because she was doing the whole, like, switching back and forth... Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if that could be where they're going with it, but I guess we don't know yet. And the whole taking the uh, amulet thingy yes. off of her mom yeah. was a nice touch, too. It also, again, goes back to then what she seems to have, like, the sem- sentimental value. Yes. Or at least wants to, like, remember her mom. Yeah. Unless um, there's some kind of yeah hidden value to that yeah. physical item. That's also an option, but we don't know that either. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it could go either way. So, yeah, kind of one thing I noticed that I wanted to look into and I never got a chance to, so I'll have to look into it for our spoiler cast, uh, like a full thing, but whenever her mom attacks her back, that, like, magic crown appears on her head. Did you notice that? I didn't. Yeah. So there's, like, the blue magic that they're using, and then there's the purple magic that Agatha Harkness is using. Mm -hmm. But the blue magic, it's the same color and consistency of the blue magic that they've been using. It forms kind of like a faint crown on her head. Uh Oh. And so, I mean, she's like a witch queen or something like that, I guess. I was like, I need to look into this, and then I forgot about it. So I was like, I'll, I'll help bring that. That's my homework for the uh, anatomy of episode. <laughs> it probably won't mean anything by that point, but anyway, I thought it was interesting. Uh, okay, so that's our little quick backstory on uh, Agatha Harkness. It was a very MCU-like intro, right? Yes. Everything else has not really felt like that before. Mm-hmm. This whole episode, I think, was very on par with what you just expect from modern MCU movies. True. It felt completely different than all the other episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we go to Agatha's basement where she's, as we remember from the previous episode, confronted Wanda. 
And she's having a conversation with Senor Scratchy, the rabbit. Which kind of adds a little bit more evidence that maybe there's more to that rabbit than just... Mm -hmm. More than just a rabbit. A rabbit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because it feels like that rabbit talks back to her. It does. Unless she's just crazy, but... It more likely seems that the rabbit is talking back to I mean, to it might be both. Yeah, it could be both. Um, one thing I thought was a really interesting statement that she said. She said, "My th- because when Wanda tries to read her mind, or read her thoughts, she says, my thoughts are not available to you, Toots, and they never, ever were, so don't bother giving yourself a migraine. So this goes back to when Billy said, you're quiet, Agnes, on the inside. Mm-hmm. I think she's got... This can basically is a confirmation that she had some kind of magical ward up so that people can't read her thoughts or whatever. I or guess. just because she's a witch, she's just immune to, I don't know. I guess that's possible, yeah. I don't know the theoretical biology. Yeah. I... <laughs> but it's related to her being a witch, at least, it's just, it seems. Well, I mean, we basically <laughs> established she's a witch already without that line. Yes, but yes, true, true. And then she talks a little bit about Saying she was patient and waiting for Wanda. Mm-hmm. Basically giving the whole tropey, the bad guy reveals their plan yeah. Yeah. before they think they're going to win. Yeah. And it's kind of revealed, I guess it depends on how you interpret it, but uh, we she talks a little bit more about uh, fake Pietro, or as she calls him, Fietro. <laughs> and then Wanda's like, that was you? And she said, no. I was the eyes and ears. So she was just possessed some guy. This is how I interpret it. She's a, possessed a guy to pretend to be Pietro so she could go do whatever. Basically as a golem. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, your real brother was on another continent and also full of holes. Like as a reason that she couldn't have resurrected him or whatever mm-hmm. or used his body. So, Which falls in line with why she's so curious about whether... Wanda can bring back the dead. Yes, exactly. Which we've seen multiple times in the show, her question that. Yeah, so that whole little exchange made me think that it ha- that it's a coincidence that he looks like the X-Men Quicksilver. That's what I feel like, but a lot of people online, and it, it feels like people are still on board that that is the X-Men Fox Quicksilver. Okay. Uh, I guess it is possible that she could have brought him specifically over knowing that he's the brother from that version. But, like, it just seems... If she has access to the multiverse already... Yeah. Then why Then what are we building up to? Exactly. That's where I, like, don't get how... I agree. It would make any sense. Yeah, it seems outside of her uh, possible powers at this point, Mm -hmm. based on what we know of her. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page for that. Um, And then she goes through this whole spiel saying, like, oh, there's this spell that I can do, and there's uh, for changing... The whole scene is basically just kind of teaching the viewer, like, what are their, like, type of spells that they have in this. Yeah. It's the, this is our MCU Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's she's saying, well, she she said, then we also, it's also kind of revealed how she, why she's there. She said, I sensed you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so many spells cast all at once. And then she goes through all of these spells that are sub subunits in her mind of what Wanda is casting widely, right? Mm-hmm. Where one of them is uh, mind control, one of them is transfiguration, or what does she call it? She calls it something else. But um, there's a lot of different... And she said, 
basically talks about how it's been so which is years of study to achieve this kind of thing and you yeah, she's just mastered it and Wanda's just doing it on autopilot. Yeah, magic on autopilot. And Miles she's like, away. Yeah, and she's like, what's your secret, sister? Like, she's like in awe of her and she wants to know. Her attitude changes throughout this very constantly <laughs> with like being envious, yes. you know, being curious, being friendly, being mm-hmm. uh, aggravated. It's yeah. like you can't get a read on Agnes and what her true intentions are. Yes. It feels like she sometimes wants to be like... Uh, like a, a guiding figure. Mm-hmm. Other times that she just wants to like get that power. It yes. Just, it, it's interesting. It's hard to interpret what's her real, what her real motives are. Mm. Maybe it is all of the above and she just can't decide either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then she kind of gets a little bit darker and she's like, I need you to tell me how you did this. And Wanda's like, I didn't do anything. And then she gets harder and she's like, is like, you know what? She takes a strand. She's like, we're playing pretend. Now we're going to go look at real reruns or whatever. So then they obviously start going through Wanda's memories. Which I didn't quite understand how this whole idea works. So is Agnes intentionally picking the thoughts that she knows are going to give her the answers? Because if that's the case, then why can't she just read the memories herself? Otherwise, it just seems like a coincidence that we're just going to happen to get to the ones that matter. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I, it has something to do... I think she can control which memories to go to because she used the hair for the incantation. Mm. But I don't know how she would know. So she must just be... She knows what memories are important, but she doesn't know why. Yes, okay. I think. I don't know. I, that part's a little bit of a mystery to me, too. <laughs> okay, so the first memory we go to is in Sokovia in Wakanda's childhood home. Um, then we see her dad's got a bunch of old American TV shows on, like, DVD or something. I don't know if he's selling them or whatever. It seemed like he might be, like, a, yeah. Like a bootleg video seller or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then it's revealed, this is what's interesting about all these memories. I realized after the fact that each memory, you see an episode of the show that one of the episodes in WandaVision is based off of. Mm -hmm. So, their first one was season one or the first episode of the season was clearly modeled after dick van dyke among others um but that's one of the big ones and And that was like a nice twist because he opens the suitcase and you see very clearly bewitch is like the Mm -hmm. main one up front yeah and so you know as a viewer you're like oh this makes sense bewitch that's why she's the witch type character and then she doesn't pick it and that's not (laughs) all what she picked you know that's just another example of that like subtle deception throughout Mm -hmm. the show yeah um, so then she has it memorized what her pick is. She says season two, episode 21 of Dick Van Dyke. And that's what the family starts watching. They, they start talking about, uh, the word shenanigan. This was an interesting little exchange. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know how it came up, but some, one of the, like, they think this, the brother was like, what's a shenanigan again? And they're talking about how it's, uh, miss like, uh, the mom says like mischief. And then the dad says, it's like a mischief that nobody gets hurt or something like that. But the word mischief was really interesting to me, I think. I mm-hmm. still feel like there's got to be a Mephisto situation somewhere. Because, I don't know. It, it just reminded me of Loki. Yeah. Which then kind of goes back to, like, I really think Agnes is going to be used as a Loki-type character mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. I feel like they're going to... They know what they have with that character, and I think that she's already a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. 
and the, instead of making her evil really right off the bat and then having to retcon it, I think they're going to try to like play that line of getting her to be she's going to walk the line an anti-hero of like is she good is she bad she helps yeah. you know whatever yeah. is on her agenda but she's not necessarily fully bad got it yeah i think we're gonna re- get a reveal that she's not quite the only one behind it all yeah as the song wants us to believe yeah i feel like the um statements of talking about what mischief is and how nobody gets hurt about it i think that comes into play because we watch all of the different memories of her mm-hmm. and it it's one of the reasons i think that she pulls that memory to create recreate her life or whatever is because nobody ever gets really hurt in these shows just like she says in one of the later memories mm-hmm. that's just not the kind of show it is so i think that's why she was pulling from those kind of things to recreate her life because she didn't want anybody to ever really get hurt it was not it was supposed to be low stakes or whatever because she was in such pain or whatever um, and it's kind of a reflection on every every person in those memories. Yes. Somebody does die. Yes. Essentially. It's true. So it's kind of a... She has a love for these shows because it, it feels yeah. like because it it's a way for her to escape the reality that, that people do get hurt. Yes. Mischief is... Yes. Not necessarily... Harmless. <laughs> harmless. Yeah. Think, then this is probably one of the most fucked up scenes, I think, that I've seen so far in this show, where they're all happy watching the show, and then just, it explodes. Oh, yeah. That I was, was like, a, what? That was a hard moment right there. <laughs> it was there. really... I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I think they did a good job of, of using these moments to kind of fill in her backstory, you know, with mm-hmm. the subtle lines that we've got from other movies, from characters, you mm-hmm. know. We knew that the bomb was a thing that killed her parents mm-hmm. from a previous movie. But now we get to see it in action. We get a little more uplifting personal with the situation. And we see that it's Stark Industries. And mm-hmm. then this is fun. Wanda, or um, Agatha, suggests that Wanda used a probability hex. She's like, oh, you turned the bomb off. Like, that's why you lived. And she's like, no, it just was defective. It never went off. And so now there's a possibility that she did do that, maybe. But subconsciously, mm-hmm. maybe that's a possibility. Or yeah. it just was not, maybe... It would be kind of interesting, though, if, like, Agatha's just assuming all of this. Yes, exactly. Because she wants to believe that. Yeah. And then... She's trying to explain it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That'd be a pretty interesting twist to the the, the end result of the season. Definitely. Um, so then our next memory that we see is at the Hydra base, where the twins were being experimented on. Um, or there were volunteers. Mm-hmm. I use air quotes here. Um, and they put her in the room with Loki's staff. And shit goes down. <laughs> yeah. More of a reveal that of how she truly got her powers. I thought it was interesting because I was always under the impression just based off the other movies that Hydra directly did physical experiments on her mm-hmm. using this energy. Mm-hmm. But it's completely the opposite where yeah. they just put her in a room and shit just happens. It's It's essentially an accident in the sense of... Yeah, it's a coincidence. Not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, they're they're just. I mean, they they definitely were being assholes because the one guy's like, "Well, to be fair, like all due respect, nobody has survived this yet." Yeah. Before they turn off the fucking intercom, yeah. like dick move. Very very MCU humor yeah. there, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so they were being careless assholes, but it doesn't seem like the extent of experimentation that we expected. Yeah, it's not what you think of when you yeah hear Hydra. Exactly. Um, and so then she goes up and she touches the uh, blue stone, mm-hmm. and it ex- the blue part explodes and sh- and shows 
the yellow mind stone. So that was interesting. Which reveals basically her foreshadowing of who of, she becomes. Of her as the the Scarlet Witch with like the traditional outfit and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. So the question is, did the Mind Stone augment a magic power that she already had? Or did it give truly give her the powers? Yeah, see, this is where it gets confusing because the whole show kind of implies that she's not a mutant. Mm-hmm. That she's just a witch. Yeah. Or of heritage. Right. But her uh, brother is still a But thing. her brother's a mutant. So <laughs> yeah. how do you explain that? Yeah, I don't get it. I, mean, I guess you can't call him a mutant. But they are gifted mm-hmm. or miracles, whatever the fuck they were called. Whatever, them, yeah. Without the rights to the mutants. So you're going to have to explain that if you yeah. don't have... The obvious, they're mutants in mm-hmm. there. If you're changing her her backstory a bit, which it, people think that that's what they're that doing, way. yeah, it seems like what they're doing is she's a witch, and then the mind stone amplified because you know Agnes even says, yeah, you didn't even know you had these powers, mm-hmm. and if you just yeah she said, existed for this long, you you would have just lost it at some yeah. point. She says, so you came into contact with an infinity stone, which amplified what otherwise would have died on the vine. It's a theory, which makes sense, but it's still a theory. We don't really know exactly, obviously, but that's the theory that Agatha has, too. She's like, maybe this is the reason that your powers are so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that she even knew what an Infinity Stone was. Do you think yeah. that's just because she's a witch and I they like have, have access to like text well, that would have that kind of information? She did, theor- I mean, at least we don't know how she got her powers officially in this, but we do know that she has the Darkhold, right? Yes, which interest. Well, it's not confirmed that that's what it is. Probably, but I thought it was interesting that that was not at all even on the table this episode. Yeah, that was a very prominent pay attention to this book moment in that last episode, and Mm -hmm. this one did not even. Yeah, the episode was like I don't know what you're talking about. What book? book? Yeah, (laughs) but like as far as the the Infinity Stone idea, it's like it had to be something that she just knew from text, right? Yeah, because like. The governments aren't going around telling people, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there was these infinity stones. Right. That's kind of what started all of this drama. Yeah. And took out half of the population of the world. Like, they're not giving this information out. Unless you brought up the possibility that she could have been in contact with Mordo, right? Yeah. I. Maybe it's a stretch, but he would know about infinity stones. The, th- the reason I thought of that is because... Um, I guess it's at the end of this episode, right? I don't know. Which I guess we'll jump to yeah, that. That's fine. Where she has her theory about who she is, and she mm-hmm. says, "I don't remember the exact line, but basically, she implies that you're too dangerous because of what you are." Yeah. Um, which to me was very in line with Mordo's attitude about uh, just people with sorcery powers yes. and shit from yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, he he now has this goal to erase magic from people's existence yeah. that don't I, don't I guess don't deserve it or have too much power maybe yeah i don't know yeah, uh, so yeah, weird thing. it makes me wonder if there's some kind of a ideology that they're all following maybe. or have some kind of a pact with each other Secret i don't know society yeah <laughs> yeah um and then one more thing to mention about this memory before we move on was in her isolation cell after she v- had the vision of herself and passed out Brady Bunch was playing, which is clearly what the second episode was modeled after, or at least partially. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. Also weird that the prison cell would have that, in my opinion, but 
<laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Um, okay, so next memory is at the Avengers compound, and she says it's the first home she and Vision ever shared. I think this is probably my favorite scene of the episode, because I think it really highlighted their relationship in a way that you didn't really see in I those agree. movies. Like, you you got the gist that, okay, they had off-screen time together, and they really bonded because, one, they had the Mind Stone relationship, yeah. and... They have nobody else, really. They're kind of stuck in this place together with everybody else doing their own thing. Yes. Yeah. But I think it really gave a layer to their relationship and and really added to moments that you saw in Infinity War and shit where they wanted to, like, run off together. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of that was like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. But this really gives you a... Mm -hmm more intimate look into their relationship. So I agree with you. This is nice to see. And at this point, he's more of a logical thinker, right? It's mm-hmm. not a... He doesn't have that passion and that emotion. He, mm-hmm. He's not learning like that yet. Yeah. Um. So, to see that dynamic of them kind of teaching each other. And then we get this great line, which, you know, arguably is gonna replace I love you 3000. Uh-huh. Uh, what is grief, if not love persevering? Yeah. It's probably... It's such a good line. I don't know. That was very... It was very nice. I agree. And then this is again where she talks about where he's like, oh, the grievous injury. Like, she's laughing at the show. She's watching Malcolm in the Middle. She laughs, and he's like, is that, and is, is it funny because of the grievous injury he's just suffered? Mm. <laughs> and she's like, no, he's not really hurt. And he's like, well, how do you know? It's not that kind of show. So it's another example, mm. like, it, like I was talking about. I think it was really cool that they kept echoing it, that. In a nice throwback, too. Uh, in that episode, I think, wasn't he trying to build something and it collapsed? Yep. If you go back to one of the other episodes, Vision was building a swing set and And it it collapsed when he was building it. That's true. You're right. It was. Then Agatha is fucking cold hearted. (laughs) She's like, so to recap, parents dead, brother dead, Vision dead. And it's just like, wow, that's fucking cold. Yeah. Um, And then she says, what happened when he wasn't there to pull you back from the darkness? And so then we move on to... uh, the final memory. Yeah. And as, like, direct and, and mean as that statement is, it really does lay it out for the viewer. Like, yeah. Wanda's been through some shit. Uh-huh. She's got a reason to really feel the way she feels right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, then we get to see the sword base from Wanda's point of view, which was interesting. Because there were some differences than we were expecting, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, she goes in to try to get to... Uh, get Vision's body back to, she says, he deserves a proper burial. I deserve that. Whatever. Um, and they're, like, not wanting to let her in. Finally, they let her in. She And then she just, like, he's like, oh, I gotta unlock the door for you. And she's like, no, 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 I got it. She she bangs the doors open with her powers. Which we saw in the video pre- previously. Yeah, so that was a nice touch to kind of explain how they have footage of her looking like she's stealing Vision. Yeah, yeah. So then she gets in there, talks to Hayward, who's the director, like was the director at that time as well, and uh, he shows her. He like looks out the window and says, "Here, uh, she's like, why are you showing me this?" And he says, "You asked to see it. First of all, it." The way he talks about Vision is very clear. He doesn't it's see a him as a yeah, as a entity. Yeah, yeah even though he it. refers to him as a s- as sentient a being. If you mm-hmm. say a sentient being, well, he flip flops depending on how. Wanda reacts if you if you notice. That's fair. Yeah. You know he has that line about 
we can't just put a bunch of vibranium into the ground. Yeah. Like, it's worth money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she did not like that. Yeah. He says, uh, not everyone has the power to bring their soulmate back online. And she's like, what? And he says, forgive me, back to life. But that's not what she was fucking saying. What about? <laughs> yeah, it may, It's almost like he wanted to put that idea in her head uh-huh. for some kind of personal gain. Uh-huh. Maybe to get this Project Cataract in, up and running. Yeah, in order mm-hmm. and, and running. Because he's... Again, like, if you go back to when she gets there, uh-huh. he calls the security guy and goes, is she still here? Yeah. Which is stupid because you're clearly you're watching, watching on the camera. Yeah. You're and blind? she knows that. She looks yeah. right at the camera like, yeah. you stupid cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and so it almost feels staged, right? Yeah. And I have to wonder if them working on Vision at that moment was calculated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it probably was. Um, and how convenient that it's like right below his office. Yeah, exactly. In full view and everything. And... So, in response to his thing, bringing him, bringing him back to life or whatever, she's like, what? I can't do that. That's not why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what did he say that was like, okay? Did he say it? He basically said it like that. He's like, he's like, yeah. okay. Okay. But, like, the way he said it was so... It's like, Nobody okay. believes yeah. you. <laughs> no one believes that. It was Whatever such you gotta douchey... tell yourself, Wanda. Yeah, it was such a douchey tone. And then he's like, okay, well, I can't give you... Seven million dollars worth of vibranium just to put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And then so she says, "He's all I have," and she's looking down. And he's like, "Well, that's just it, Wanda. He isn't yours." But he's not swords either. That's where I didn't no, get that not. point. Yeah, like he's if, not anyone's. But maybe if con- anything, it would technically be uh, Tony Stark. So I guess the argument is because Tony died, uh-huh. there was no one to stop them he, from taking him. He probably defaulted to U.S. government property because he was considered, like, a military thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was some kind of sketchy bullshit like that. It just seems... Which then, you know, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense that they would have him five years later. Yeah. It's still... Still, yeah. Working on him yeah. or, or tearing him apart. Mm-hmm. It does make more sense, though, if... Tony just recently died, obviously, in Endgame, right? Yes. So that would give them the opportunity to get access to getting Vision. Let's mm-hmm. say Tony did have him mm-hmm. after Infinity War. And he was at his, you know, the Avengers Tower or wherever. Right, okay. Because it's not Tower, whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. But it just seems like, it didn't make sense that, like, why is Vision now being like worked on if it's been so long? So I think that maybe yeah. they didn't get him till recently. Yeah, it makes sense because if if he was still like you said, if Tony was alive, Tony Stark was alive, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't have been quote unquote government property. Yeah. It's like, and I guess, I guess Cap wasn't around. Thor's yeah. technically not around because he's presumably off in space now yeah. with the Guardians of the Asgard or the Asgardians of the Galaxy, whatever the hell. Yeah. They're... <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess they're all pretty much kind of. They got shit going Gone. on. Yeah, that's true. No one's really there to stop anything. That's true. Um, and what, at whatever point they got him, they started... He's, he mentions, we've taken them apart and put it back together so many times. Yeah, you know, so I guess they had to have had him then. It it must not have been for an... Like, I mean, obviously it wasn't for that long, but it was enough time for them to fuck around with it. Their saws enough. had to have been vibranium then, right? Because how else would they cut him? Yeah, that's what I... I was wondering the same fucking thing. Like, he's supposedly made of vibranium, so what are your saws made out of? 
It doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, so she floats down. She breaks the window. She's all pissed. She floats down and, like, does her little magic thing by his forehead deal. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, really sad. She's like, I can't feel you. And Such a heartbreaking moment. It was a really sad moment. It really goes back to when beginning of Infinity War where, yeah. you know, they're saying how they they can feel each other. And yes. Then, uh when she has to kill him at yeah. the end of Infinity War herself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she's like, does it hurt or whatever? And he just says, all I feel is you or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. So that was extremely sad. And then she just walks away, clearly defeated. So Hayward, again, just confirming that he manipulated the footage. She never fucking mm-hmm. took the body. He's a fucking dick. Yeah. So... He's got some shit going on. I really think he's got to be some kind of, like, you know, there's talks that he could be an AIM. Um, yeah. I really am curious if this is going to lead into uh, into Adaptoid becoming oh, okay. a thing, using maybe Vision's tech. Because mm-hmm. MCU does that. They, they like to spawn other villains and storylines off of previous shit that already existed to kind of, like, make it more grounded. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I... I really curious if we're going to see something with AIM come yeah. out of this. It would make sense with Miss Marvel coming up at some point anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so then Wanda leaves. She goes out to her car, and then we see this, like, open letter. I think it took us a second time to notice that we had a different idea of what was going on the first time. <laughs> I first interpreted it as somebody snuck a letter in her car yeah. while she was in there. so did I. <laughs> Uh, but, but it seemed like she already had it. After watching it, she must have already had it there. She picks it up and looks at it, and then she goes on a drive. And you see her end up in Westview. Um, it looks like it's struggling. There's You see several of the people that we've seen in the mm-hmm. in WandaVision. I think it was a nice reflection of like uh, where some towns and, and areas are economically after everything that's happened in mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. And, yes. You know, you, you get all of this. Mm-hmm infrastructure just destroyed from from losing everything half the people yeah, yeah. and then getting them all back, them all back. Uh, abruptly when yeah. you know society's not really at a point to sustain all of that life right. now so yeah it was pretty crazy um so she's driving through kind of looking at this town and ends up at a lot a house lot where it looks like there's part of a foundation built mm-hmm. and it's been abandoned which we recognize Presumably it. Presumably for five years. Presumably for five years. We recognize it from seeing the show. It looks like where she's been living. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she pulls out the letter thing and it turns out it's a property deed and Vision has written on it to grow old in. And it's like a grant deed that had both of their names on it. Yeah. So either he bought it for them and started building it or something like that and obviously yeah. didn't work out. Where do you get the money? Maybe he sold a piece of his vibranium. <laughs> Just broke a piece off. He was like, here's my... That should cover it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she falls down in the middle of the fucking footprint. She walked in the middle of the house area, mm-hmm. falls down on her knees and just starts screaming and then eventually explodes with red magic. And... Another f- example of her power really... Th- thriving off of her emotion yes yeah so the first explosion of magic appears to build a house around her mm-hmm. cool and then there's a second I burst mean, she's got a whole business ahead of herself now she yeah. can get into construction and and make bank 
Yeah. You know, how many houses do you think she could build in a day? Come on now. Yeah, right? She's so many. really not using her abilities to the most potential. The only problem is she would have to, potential. like, stay nearby. Otherwise, they would, like, destroy <laughs> themselves, I guess. She's like, okay, now I have to live here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to live next door, but you've got, a, you've got a house. She can make an entire, like, neighborhood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then you can see a second wave of this red magic explosion. Then it goes further outward and basically starts to convert the whole town. Then we mm-hmm. see the flashes of... Uh, the car converting to an old car yeah. and fucking all that shit, which yeah, is it, it, nuts. It brings you to episode one. Yes. It, 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 we just got the origin mm-hmm. of episode one in this yes. memory. I love it. Yeah. And then you can see towards the end, parts there's parts of red coming out of her that are converting to gold as they build vision. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. It's very <laughs> clearly two different energy sources. Yes. There's her red, which is presumably her witch magic. Mm-hmm. And then there's the yellow, which is which the mind is stone. Possibly from the mind stone, yeah. Um, there's something. As we kind of, we kind of felt like it seemed like the red was something that she used to manipulate things. Yeah. Whereas the yellow is something that she can use to create things. Okay. Which would fall in line with the mind stone. And, that's true. And, right? That's true. Um, and if that's the case, I had a thought. If he's created from the Mind Stone rather than her witch magic, is that why she can't control him? Exactly. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, cause again, also, like, if she manip- if it's if it's red energy, she can manipulate it. Yes. Right? If it's yellow, it's not hers, therefore she can't manipulate it. Yeah, it's it. just a new she thing. She can just create it. Yeah. That's how I interpret it. Right. Yeah. If Yeah, it's, it makes sense. Um, nothing, I just want to reiterate, nothing that's happening seems to be on purpose at all. Mm-hmm. It all just seems to be pouring out of her. And she looks even shocked to see Yeah, it's subconscious for her. She she's just not looks... doing she's not doing this intentionally. Yeah. So as she's like leaning forward, she kind of looks and she sees him and she looks shocked. Like mm-hmm. she's no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems more like it's happening to her, which is weird, but that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um and then he says, Wanda, welcome home. Shall we stay in tonight? Whatever. Beginning of episode one. Mm-hmm. And then she steps forward and she's suddenly dressed just exactly how she was. Then they cut and all you see are like cameras, lights, and then Agatha's in the fucking audience being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, Slow clapping the shit Slow clap. Moment. Yeah. And then she leaves and then you suddenly hear the kids screaming outside. Which is like, what? Why? <laughs> so. Like, oh yeah. They still exist. They are still a thing. So she's got Billy and Tommy on these, like, magical leash situations going on. <laughs> Choke chains, if you Magically will. Magically leashes. Never leave home without them. Yeah. Um, also, suddenly, obviously she's different because she's floating in purple magic and shit, but, like, her eyebrows doubled in size. Mm-hmm. They got very it's, pointy. Yeah. Um, and she, as Wanda walks out, Agatha's like, I know what you she, are. She looked like she was a lot more aged, too. Yes. Uh, when she... Was floating in stuff. Yes, I agree. She felt like she had a different appearance. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, And her hands were all creepy. They looked like frostbitten or something gross at the end. Like they had, yeah. Like creepy witch hands. Very gross. Yeah. Um, And she's like, You have no idea how dangerous you are. You're supposed to be a myth, a being capable of spontaneous creation. And here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Yeah. who doesn't don't like judge breakfast my, for Don't dinner. judge her fucking priorities. Then <laughs> um, she says, this is chaos magic, Wanda. That makes you the Scarlet Witch. So the way she says that, the Scarlet Witch, 
implies that it's a specific type of yeah, being. Yeah, it's like a, a female Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess there can only there be could one. only be one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, a little factoid from Marvel Wiki: Chaos Magic is the name of the magic so powerful that it was thought to be non-existent by even the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I kind of brought this up on the PCL episode, mm-hmm. but um, I do feel like there's they're probably heading in this direction mm-hmm. of like the implication of chaos magic, but technically, it's not established in the MCU of what it is. Yeah. So by that, we can't really base who she is implied to be off that. That's fair. But if they follow this definition of yeah. chaos magic then like i i feel like it's for further evidence that she could be more steps toward the nexus being yes uh, but i guess right now we can't really say that right which i guess throws that whole idea out the window for the moment yeah we'll just put it right outside on the windowsill yeah <laughs> leave the window open yeah <laughs> we won't close it but it'll be there just in case <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a pretty, uh, fucked up ending. And it's, this is the part that kind of confused me because I still wasn't sure why Agnes was pissed at her. Like, do you just think she doesn't get to exist? Are you, like, what are you worried about? She does not. Yeah, and that's why it kind of brought me to the Mordo thing. Cause it's yeah. like, why do you care? She's clearly just here trying to play house. Like, yeah, she's no threat to you or yeah. the world because she's not even trying to use exactly. it for anything. I mean, I guess uh, if Agatha is worried about all these citizens, which I don't think she is. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> it makes me think there's a bigger reason she's worried about it. Like, maybe there's a bigger baddie who could use Wanda. And that's what she's more concerned oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just don't get why she would care. Yeah, I don't know. I I would love um, to. Unless she wants that power herself. Yes. But I also don't know what holding her children on magic leashes is going to do to give her the power. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, if you're concerned about her abilities mm-hmm. and destruction, <laughs> maybe don't. maybe don't piss a mother, a new mother off. Who literally created her children. Yes. Not just the regular way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sure, she could just make some more. but Yeah. It's a little bit more effort. Um, so, yeah. This is a pretty interesting, uh, like oh shit ending like I want to know what the fuck's gonna happen next mm. and then we get an end credit scene that's a little bit more fucked up <laughs> it was the longest end credit scene we've ever had I yes. think in any MCU thing yeah I think so like, it was really like just another actual scene mm-hmm. rather than a teaser it didn't feel like it needed to be an M- like a end credit it just, no. just have it in the episode yeah exactly I guess that you I could literally know. have that this the end of the episode mm-hmm. which I guess it was but yeah before the credits. Yeah. So we see, and it's revealed that Hayward has engineered a thing to use the latent energy of the Scarlet Witch energy that mm-hmm. she's put into this drone thing that they tried to shoot her with that didn't work. Yeah. Her energy was still within that drone. Yeah. So, so they stole that energy. They're harvesting that energy to power up their Project Cataract situation, mm-hmm. it, which is a fucking white vision. So, so it's it's Vision's original body, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just presumably without any soul, so that's why it's white. Uh, yeah. And cataracts are also white, so. Okay, valid yeah. point. <laughs> What's crazy, though, is like, did he know that he needed her energy? Because it didn't seem like he did. It's like he was just it seemed like tweaking a total... his, his, his uh, 
whatever agenda based off what happened. Yeah, he seemed like he was know, just he rolling with it. He said they tried every energy source they could think of. And yep. It, Turns out all you needed is a little bit straight from the source. Mm-hmm. And Which goes back to the red energy mm-hmm. can manipulate, right? Yes. Because technically Vision's body already exists. Yes. So she's not creating that, but she can manipulate it mm-hmm. by that energy. Yeah. Where I guess they can manipulate it by her energy. Yeah. Shout out to Sword for creating a life-size 3D printed vision. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> How long did that take him? That's fucking crazy. I am very interested to see where that character goes. Because you could see he looks down at his hands and he kind of has a little bit like I'm confused look. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen with that? Do you think he's going to just be like a mindless android that's that's under control by sword and they're the one making decisions do you think it's gonna get a violent and out of control do you, do so, you think somebody else is behind here's the thing i don't think that sword can could have manipulated the code that tony stark like wrote. right i don't think i don't i think he's gonna be like his own being but I'm thinking they're probably going to like try to indoctrinate him or whatever and be mm-hmm. like this is we're the we're the good guys. Basically this is a brand new baby. Yeah. In in his mind, I guess. I kind of can't help but wonder if Vision's going to have to fight Vision. Yeah, maybe. Battle of the V's. Yeah. Double Vision. Double Vision, yeah. <laughs> Things that people have kind of floated around the internet I've been noticing is Ultron. Uh-huh. Do you think we could see a return of Ultron in this body? Maybe whatever they did to create or recreate Vision's body or programming mm. will have allowed Ultron's whatever code, or whatever code to to infiltrate take, take dominance over Jarvis. Oh, I hope not. That's gonna get really bad. Because this would be an easy way to reintroduce Ultron if they really wanted to. That's true. Which and he does tie into Scarlet Witch from true that whole movie, right? So yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, very. I just can't wait for the next episode. And then I'm going to be really pissed whenever the season ends. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm just curious if that's going to end on a happy note or if she's going to have like an even more heartbreaking moment. Like, mm-hmm. I guess theoretically she's going to have to kill Vision again. Yeah. Either her own or the, white or one. the other one or both. She could have to kill them both. I am curious. I kind of wonder if her created vision is going to be like the mind, you know, the the personality of vision. The white one's going to be the physical body, and they're going to like not necessarily find a way openly, willingly do it, but have to join physically to mm-hmm. become vision fully in itself again. Yeah, that's a good question. But then that kind of like takes away from the whole like suffering yeah. and emotion of, of what she's little. gone through. That's true. If he's just back after. Yeah. But then it does fall in line with the mischief line. Mm-hmm. You That's know, true. It's ironic, but then it, you know, it gives her that it was all okay in the end. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. I don't believe that there's only one fucking episode left, though. Yeah. It just, <laughs> or that it's a normal length episode i feel like there's too much that has to happen yeah keep in mind we saw nothing with rambo we saw nothing with darcy Mm -hmm. we saw nothing with quicksilver which presumably is still a thing true 
So what's that about? Is he, Whoever he is. Is he going to be helping or not helping Rambo? Yeah. Because it seemed like he was under the control of Agnes at the end of that teaser thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to pack. Mm-hmm. As, and there's the whole Hayward thing in itself. Like, I, is this going to be a concluding type thing where we're going to find out his whole agenda? Or is it going to bleed into other properties? I'm really hoping that there's going to be some kind of cameo or reference to Falcon Winter Soldier in this. <laughs> so that basically it's a continuation of the story from a different... Okay. Not the same story, but the same overarching plot. You know what I mean? So something like this will bleed into that show. That's what I'm hoping, is that there, there be... Maybe the prototype of a android soldier mm-hmm. that looks like Vision. Yeah. Maybe. Falcon and Winter Soldier have to fight it. Yeah. For Wanda's honor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're not going to do anything crazy, but I would like to have some kind of thread that connects them all. Because mm-hmm. that's the MCU. Has to. That's how it works. Yeah, that's that's kind of their legally. I think they have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if Marvel's like, yeah, we're just gonna do like a standalone thing. It has yeah. nothing to do with any other yeah. stuff. People are like, what? Uh, what? Huh? <laughs> is, is it April Fool's? Are you mad at us? <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it for our uh, WandaVision episode eight breakdown spoiler review. Yep. Yeah. Remember to go check uh, me as a guest over on Pop Culture Leftovers, their latest episode where we talked for about two hours about this same episode. Yeah. A little bit more in depth, more people's opinions, thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Especially before the next episode of, and last presumably episode of WandaVision. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah, I like that, presumably. Yeah. (laughs) I just can't trust anybody anymore with this shit, you know? like Marvel is not... uh, they're not to be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. If you don't mind, go leave us a review or a rating on your favorite podcast service so we can get some more listeners. Uh, definitely check us out on Twitter. Follow us DT- at DTF Pod. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Uh, send us an email at DTFPod at gmail.com or check out our website, DTFCast.com. That's it for episode 82 of Dissecting This Fiction. Please stand by. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and I'll see you next week. (laughs) 